Honk, honk, motherfuckers. It's the Computer Game Show. <laughs> My name is Sean Bell. I'm joined by Matthew Murray. Okay, I was not expecting that. Me neither, mate. It just came from the heart. And James Farley. What was that, Sean? Honestly. I don't know. I just, look, you, this is what happens when I try and do jokes. Everyone's just like, whoa, what's <laughs> what going it's on? It's a bit far. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you build up to sleep like that. You don't just like pull it out of the bag like that. I'm so saying, you're that's... thinking that Sean should have, what, two-thirds of the way through the show? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I should have... <laughs> James is trying to, do, trying to do the news section, and I'll just start, yeah. No, you should have just dropped a couple of F-bombs during the feedback and then built up to it. It's just too much. I, I mean, don't know. F-bombs are pretty liberal throughout, aren't they? I, I don't, think, say, I don't think there's any amount of, you know, set up and, you know, and building up that you can prepare anyone for Hong Kong motherfuckers. No, I mean, we are we are listed as explicit on iTunes, right? Yeah, we can say whatever we want. Okay, good. Within reason. Well, within, re- within reason. We'll get on to that in a minute. Doesn't um, mean you have to, <laughs> this show, This show and the things that sort of orbit around it are supported by Patreon. If you want to head to patreon.com forward slash TCGS, um, you can pay for extra stuff. And some people who've done that, who are at our Patreon producer tier, are Alan M. Nash, Barney Sparkles, Steve Garrett, and Aaron Patrick. Thank you very much gents um matt do you want to get the feedback let's do it uh lucy acquire uh has messaged us uh with the subject line of james's unfinished plate dear tcgs sages uh i would like to congratulate you on your uh, consistently engaging output thank you as james's playthrough of quantum break comes to an end and in the spirit of the original stream that made him a let's play sensation i thought i would write in to humbly suggest that his next games be the reason arcane studios output dishonored dishonored to pray the reason being that quantic dream helped develop each of these three titles what forgive me for being pedantic <laughs> But if Dr. Farley aims to work through each of the titles from the studio David Cage built, uh, these are just some of the pending list of games is yet to cover to achieve his completionist streak. Uh, Red Steel 2 on Wii is another. Thanks again for your terrific work. I had no idea that <laughs> so I, this um, is true. Yeah, well, so I so I didn't look into the um, Arcane stuff, but I looked into Red Steel 2. Yeah, they um, they helped with the motion capture stuff on it. Um, well, not, obviously so not I don't the story. Know if that's... <laughs> obviously not the story. <laughs> No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, but I mean, Red Steel Two is a banger. I mean, so are the Dishonored games, allegedly. I I've played really them. I've played them both. It's so. Oh yeah. well, there you go. Well, so that's already ticked off. I mean, yeah. uh, does that count if you didn't stream them though? I don't know. I mean, so I played Dishonored <laughs> and Dishonored Two. I haven't played yeah. Prey though. And uh, okay. Matt, Matt's played it though, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's excellent. I, 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 uh, I sold that at the time I needed the money. But it's a brilliant game. <laughs> I, I, I reckon you'd love it as well, James. Yeah, we saw Game Everyone, Pass, isn't it? Oh, was it? Oh, oh is amazing. it? Yeah. Because everyone talks about how amazing the Moon Crash DLC is, right? It's like a randomly generated mode. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard the DLC um, is great. I didn't know it was on Game Pass. That's brilliant. Mm. I'll crack on then. Um, uh, last week we talked about Salmon Run and, and more specifically uh, Splatoon 2. Uh, Thien Allen, you're probably not going to go back to it, but Salmon Run started running every day for about two months into Splatoon 2's life. Although by that, okay. time, by that point it was obviously way too late. I also mm. mentioned we, there was a discussion about what would your... Um, uh, Splatfest B, and I mentioned, well, you know, let's have some swear words in there. Uh, Matt says there's no swears in Splatoon. However, Pearl canonically says fuck, censored, of course, in Octo Expansion. Excellent. I did not know that. I didn't know the Salmon Run thing either. Um, they probably should have made more noise about that. Cause, and yeah, also or, made it easier to work play together as well. Would have been nice. Well, there is that. I mean, it yeah. wasn't too bad in Salmon Run. It was just the not running every day thing that yeah. uh, threw a lot of people off. Um 
But yeah, no, that is, that is good info. Thank you, Athene. Yeah, yes. I mean, if they'd only done that from the beginning, I remember when they first started, I was like, how it's Sundays, Thursdays, and some other days. Like, is this a joke? Yeah. What do you mean certain? <laughs> it's got life, mate. <laughs> what do you mean certain days? Yeah. Oh, horrendous. Um, last week, Sean uh, did a massive lie and hoped to get away I with did. it. But Louis really Proctor uh, is on the case. Pretty sure Sean is thinking of the Wii U gamepad that had unused space for larger battery, not the Switch. Sean, yep. do you want to publicly apologise now to every listener? I do want to publicly apologise. Uh, friend of the show, Chris Van, texted me on the day the episode came out. He's like, I think you be thinking of the Wii U, mate. <laughs> I think you've embarrassed um, yourself, if you, haven't heard, if you haven't heard last week's episode, I, yeah, I went on this whole thing about how the um, the Switch has like a smaller battery than the compartment that the battery can go in. Um, therefore, it's really easy to expand. Total nonsense. I was thinking of the Wii U. Um I, yeah, I'd, I've got no excuses other than being thick. It's all right. It's, a shame, it's, when it's easy to forget the Wii U. Like that. It is, to be fair. Yeah. We just sort of, yeah, you just combine the memories, don't you? It's like, oh, no, that was, that's all on the Switch. It's fine. Wii U never happened. It's a shame because when you said that, I was like, well, that's interesting. I, I, I wasn't aware you could upgrade the Switch battery. I, that's, I never really heard yeah. of that. Why is no one else reporting on this? This is, <laughs> this is brilliant. Oh, no, wait. It doesn't exist. Um... Right, let's go on to some Babylon 5 feedback because, of course, that, that that's yes. where we are now. Uh, real yeah, shit. On this show. Ali Doherty at Dwarf Boys on Twitter. One minute in, I've never seen Babylon 5, but I dare say Gary Baldy was named after the general rather than the biscuit which is famously named after. The general. <laughs> you knew that, right, James? Come on. <laughs> of course, but I think by that point, I, I tune, the trouble is, as soon as I hear the word Babylon 5, I start tuning out. So I don't think I don't think I noticed that as it happened, but yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. That's that's dangerous, uh, dangerous words to say, especially when James McCall has emailed in. Babylon Five is my most favourite TV show of all time. Paramount and James Paramount Sorry. and Deep Space Nine stole most of their ideas from their show from Babylon Five, which was offered to Paramount a whole year before DS Nine came out. Warner Brothers and Babylon Five creator Michael uh, Straczynski. I think I'm butchering name, sued Paramount after realising how similar Star Trek was to Babylon 5 and received a settlement out of court due to the massive similarities. So if DS9 is anyone's favourite Star Trek show, just to let you know, it's mostly nicked. We, uh, we already knew this, because this, this has been like a story for like years and years and years that this is true. And obviously it's true, but then also DS9 probably did take things in different directions and also has all the like the backstory of all the different like you know alien groups and everything. Yeah, stolen, stolen backstory by the sounds of it. Yeah, but also it's not Babylon 5, so it's going to... It's Star it's Trek. Like, it's definitely you know. shitty, but at least both shows got made. Yeah. It's not like... <laughs> Yeah, it's not like Babylon 5 never happened as a result. But no, it is like I, I looked into it after evening. So I, I, I didn't know about this. Yeah, um, true. And yeah, it is, it is pretty shocking how much they just stole. But hey ho. I don't care because DS9 was still amazing. Sorry, what's that, James? I said I don't care because DS9 was still amazing. It's still one of the like the best shows ever. I should watch Babylon 5 at one point, but it's, I don't know. How long is it? I can't remember. How many seasons is it? Is it like five or something? It's not, uh, yeah, not as many as DS9, I think. Yeah. Um, what is it? Is it streaming on anything? I've never. I don't noticed. know. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you won't be able to stream it, but um, I'm not sure if any of you follow Gary Witter on any of his social channels or. Know I don't. Who I'm he aware is. of him. Aware of him. Well, yeah. Obviously, obviously he, he he wrote Book of Eli and uh, mm. that Will Smith movie, which is really bad, but also uh, Rogue One more recently, and a former PC gamer. Wait, wait, so. which Will Smith movie? Uh, it's one with like him and his son land on that planet. I keep thinking. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, James, does that ring a bell? No. 
Okay, cool. Anyway, it was a ter- <laughs> terrible film. Um, anyway, but he, he um, uh, Book of Eli recently came out on Netflix, and he wanted to do like a live like commentary. Obviously, you can't stream a Netflix show on Twitch, but what he did was he did like a sort of live commentary whilst like he's got his always like viewers to like press play at the same time as it were in Netflix. You should do that. So everyone everyone presses play on DS Nine on whatever they're watching, and you can do a live commentary whilst watching. How about that, James? All right, add it to the list. <laughs> no, are you not up for that, James? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. The idea of someone doing commentary for something they've never seen before. Yeah. That we could do that. It would be it could be interesting. Uh, brilliant. Okay, well that, that that's in the calendar. Yeah. Um well uh we'll finish for you about Ryan Haman. Uh hey TCGS team. I'm not trying to come in finger wagging, but since it came up on the last show, I was hoping that we could come uh, we could kind of move past the time. Uh, waifus as a culture there's something that has always felt a bit racist about the term to me like we know it's a bit weird to have feelings stirred by anime characters so we use this offering uh, othering language to you put this slightly deviant sexual thing within an identifiably Japanese space like whenever people engage in feelings for fictional characters they have to put on a Japanese pronunciation of the word it serves to one distance yourself from a perhaps socially unacceptable interest I'm not going to judge what people are into and people should own it if that's what they like and two it lumps these sexual uh, fucking hell why can't I say these words that's the one (laughs) Uh, these sexual things uh, onto onto Japanese culture, <laughs> which already has an unfortunate stigma of being a bit sexually eccentric. I see it as being the same thing as some putting up put on an exaggerated Jamaican accent when talking about marijuana or something. It comes off as lightly racist. I don't mean to harsh anyone's fun. Just hoping we can move up, move up, move past this particular meme. Thanks again for the hours of entertainment and podcasting. The show continues to be a highlight of my week. So, the thing with this is. I disagree because there's more to it than it's not just like, you know, Western people going, ah, let's say one of our words with a Japanese accent. There's more history to it than that. But do I want to be the guy who spends several minutes arguing the case for being allowed to say the word waifu on a podcast? Not really. <laughs> so, But if, if you do, <laughs> you, you'll probably be the king of Reddit. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, it's one of those things, if you Google it, um, you know, you sort of, you get the odd person saying, "Look, I think this might be racist," and then loads of really horrible people like arguing why they should be allowed to say it. So maybe we are on the wrong side here. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, 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 it costs me nothing to stop saying it. So yeah, fine. Yeah, that uh, and that's the last time I mentioned uh, waifus. Waifus. What yeah. do I say? Fucking hell! It's because I read it as waifus. See, see, Matt's Matt's the most disrespectful of all. He can't even say it right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a compromise, though. Maybe we can say that instead of waifu. We can just say waifu all the time. Yeah. See, that's so. It's, yeah, it's not even a real word. It's it'd just... be nice if it's spelled W. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Okay, that's it for feedback. Uh, it's at Computer Game Pod if you want to tweet us feedback on Twitter, uh, or you can email podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. Cool, James. I, I always forget. Are or were you a Game of Thrones man? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. You were, yeah. I know. Obviously, a couple of months back, I did the funny news intro um where i sort of pretended to talk about the final episode but i've been thinking about the first episode mm-hmm. and when you know bran stark's climbing around on the tower and he sees the two lannisters the two siblings having full penetrative sex um yeah. and as a result obviously because he's seen something that's so shocking and sensitive and you know earth shattering that he has to be killed because of what he knows yeah um 
And I was just thinking that's what I that's the experience I want from the news this week, please. Okay. So you want me to like basically shatter your your mind with this news? Basically, yeah, I need to I need I need some gaming news that's so salacious that I actually should be killed. Okay. So that it doesn't go any further. And you want me to like yeah. I was gonna say you, you want me to like push you out of a tower or something. Please, yeah. Well yeah, just put me in a position where like that I that's that's okay. what needs to happen. Um so you need, you need some sort of incestual news, is that what you're thinking? Basically, yeah, or just something on that level. Jesus. Right. I'll try. Don't, Thanks, don't try. Okay. <laughs> Microsoft, the cloud partnership is all driven by Sony. So Whoa. what this is, is this is Satya Nadella um talking about the Azure deal that was that was done recently with with Play, well with Sony. And he said that this was all driven by Sony. And the quote was basically said, basically and fundamentally, the fact that we have a business model in the areas that we're partnering with them when we're dependent on their success. So we we will do the best job for them, whether it's in the cloud or whether it is AI or what have you, in order to make sure that Sony can succeed with their own IP creation. So he's basically arguing that it's in Microsoft's interests for Sony to continue succeeding with the PlayStation because they're going to be using, like, Microsoft Tech or whatever for it, so they still get paid in loads of money anyway. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, <laughs> it's not a surprise that it's that it's driven by Sony, and it makes total sense. I mean, like, loads of other, we've talked about this before, but loads of other companies use like, Amazon servers and stuff. Like competitors do that, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, yeah I mean, like, ultimately, Microsoft wants Sony to be killing it as much as they are because yeah, they're getting the money from both both ends. Yeah, because I think like I mean, Apple use um, Amazon Web Service, don't they, for iCloud, yeah. as far as I know. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's true. I mean, maybe Nintendo are going to jump on the like Azure bandwagon as well, or one of these others, rather, because it does seem easier rather than just creating their whole. I mean, would you trust Nintendo to build their own cloud infrastructure? Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> not. No. I, I mean, mm. I, I, I would say that you know, if they announce a partnership, I wouldn't be surprised. But also, it's Nintendo, so anything can happen, really. And wouldn't it be nice if just the general tribalism around consoles just fucked off? Would it though? If like if that's what this was the start of, like you know, would it well, actually it, look? It's <laughs> happening in some ways with you know like all yeah. those the free bosses appeared on the like, game awards stage and with like cosplay and this that, and the other. That's true. I just wonder like how much of that is actually sort of seeping down into like angry teenager level. Like, are they still oh. really sort of flying the flag for certain formats? Or, that, I mean, obviously, is... we're we're all adults, so we're not really yeah. bothered, aren't you know, to that that degree. But find them an Xbox fanboy if you remember the feedback from a few weeks ago. Absolutely, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. But, I mean, that is not going to change though, whilst people are still investing large amounts of money in hardware. Because that's the reason that people do that, and I guess yeah, maybe because that... when you've spent when you spent four hundred quid on a console, you need to convince yourself that that is the one yeah. you should have bought, and you can't even entertain the idea of buying another one unless you're rich as fuck and you can just buy the lot. Um, Were you guys yeah. doing that when you bought Wii U's? Um, <laughs> you're like, you know what, this is great. So no, I, no, I always it genuinely said was good, I, Matt. It's, it, it was, was it was absolutely fine. No, I. I had like a mild uh, windfall at work, um, which basically involved me uncovering a conspiracy that none of us were getting paid properly for our holidays. So (laughs) everyone got a bit of money out of that, including me. So I I had the cash at the time. I think if I hadn't, I would have waited and then got one for 50p six months later. Um, So yeah, that that was my treat for for sorting that out, basically. 
Right, yeah. So, but yeah, this, this is good. I mean, I, I, I think Nintendo will probably do the same thing in a few years' time. But yeah, like the, 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 this makes sense. And uh, you know, it's like other conversations and discussions I've had of where, like, I think Phil Spencer might said on the podcast and if you recently, like, we want Sony to do well. Like, if even forgetting this stuff, but ultimately, like, the the um, industry would be worse off if were Sony to fail. Like, we want competitive people at the top of top of their game we want a successful Microsoft yep. Sony Nintendo because that's ultimately going to hopefully grow the industry and make it bigger and better if like you know Nintendo said we're not going to bother anymore and Microsoft's like it's not making us as much money and it's just Sony it'll be it'll be rubbish well it's so, always yeah. been it was rubbish before wasn't it when Sony were like so far ahead and then you get <laughs> like just ridiculous arrogance with stuff and you start yep. I mean I feel I feel we started to see that with the PS4 as well like you know the sort of like yeah, absolutely. we don't need to do crossplay we don't need to do like whatever because we're number 1 it doesn't matter and it's yep. just rubbish when they're like that but then mm. it's the same sort of thing I wouldn't say it's the same sort of thing because like you know with Microsoft when they went in all in on the connect and everything and it was like that you know that was like a thing mm. and uh, you know they sort of felt they could do no wrong I think at that point because it was doing so well <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. It was awful. Well, I think because Microsoft had that success with the Connect on 360. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of like, oh, we have like, you know, the, the, the Wii. Well, I, I guess like the Wii like prompted Connect stuff. Although honestly, I bet Connect stuff's probably in the making, probably even before the Wii came out. But either way, but it that, all seemed pretty, all seemed pretty convenient. I mean, if you think about that that Xbox One thing that we watched, you know, the whole like sort of reveal of the you know the TV, TV, and all that sort of stuff. That was just an entire conference of, of hubris. Based on the fact yeah. that, like, the Connect for 360 had done really well, and they still seem to think that people were really into that and that that was the future. And so, yeah, it's whenever they get totally hooked on the hubris of stuff, it's that's when it becomes mm. a disaster. But entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I still maintain <laughs> that, that, that £130 Connect like, accessory was a great idea, and they sold absolutely millions, didn't they? No, when but... I said, when I mean entertaining, I mean the hubris is entertaining, not the, the product. <laughs> the, the Connect was not entertaining, Matt. Well, not at any point. I could say Netflix pause and. <laughs> Xbox Do you know? I don't, I don't think I've ever. I, like, I just assumed that at some point I must have used a Connect. Yes, I did. It was in a shop, and I played. Um, I thought was it was it Child Child of Eden? Yeah, the Mizuguchi one. I really yeah. did that in the shop. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was. I got to be a space wizard uh, for ten minutes in the middle of the shop, and probably looked amazing doing it. Definitely. Um, yeah, totally. And that, like, that was kind of it. That was all I needed from yeah. it. Yeah. I, I still maintain um still maintain it was good. Yeah. It was not. Okay. <laughs> well I still maintain like, I I got my money's worth. I mean I, I remember I remember being over David's house I remember being over David's house once and he was demoing this the speech thing to me and it wasn't working like quite a few times and it was quite funny. Because he was yeah, like, yeah, it's really good. But it, it, I think it worked way more than it didn't work, and I, I, I definitely got on my worth. <laughs> it still wasn't. Awesome. I mean, yeah, like, it, you know, obviously it's well documented at this point that, like, it was supposed to be a lot better. Like, on paper, clearly, like, it, like it's really, like, you know, it's potentially really interesting technology. It was just that it got, like, you know, the spec just got massively reduced by the time it actually came out. So the whole, you know, sort of Milo and Kate and everything was never going to be possible but like devs at the time were legitimately like well this is this you know this is what they've told us it can do these are the specs let's put you know knock together sort of potential scenarios based on that and it can do all these amazing things mm. and it still could if they really wanted to put money into yeah. it and like uh, dark central was brilliant fun connect sports was fantastic one and two fair enough fair enough they're all right I, I, no they're great they were, fun they were they weren't like we sports good though matt they really no, were no 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 of course not but but they're, they're still bloody good fun i mean i think there's one in new, i think new year's eve one year me and dave but we're up to like four in the morning playing like 
Connect Sports Golf or, <laughs> or whatever. I think that might be on the second one. But yeah, we had, we had great fun on that. Great. So what was my, the my one... memory of that was being up at your house and like you were playing that and you standing there holding your hand out by your side like all the time like to try and get well, it yeah, to my because I had the control of the menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the one? Um, was it was it just called You're in the Movies where you could put yourself yeah. in films? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I never I never played it, but I always wanted to because I saw a lot of funny clips. Like if that if that was released now. In fact, you'd probably just do it with smartphones now, couldn't you? They're, yeah. that, they're, they're clever enough. Um, but yeah, like obviously there, there wasn't really like a particularly good sort of short video sharing mechanism at the time. But um, yeah, I, just, yeah, I remember seeing lots of funny stuff coming out of that. That seemed like good fun. Yeah, but, and like was, um, I, you, you, on Connect Sports, you could you could yeah, there's a bit towards the end of like I don't know the round or whatever, and you could you were then like a stat a statue, but you can like move all your limbs and stuff and shout and scream right. and then record that as a video. And, um, yeah, funny. Well, it made me laugh a lot, anyway. It's no eye toy, though, was it? No, no, it really isn't, no. Shame. Okay, right, uh, what else we got, James? Let's not talk about Connect. Um, let's move on to something else. So, yes. um, Nintendo are going to, apparently going to fix Joy-Cons that are experiencing drift uh, for free. Um, but then, obviously, outside the UK. So, Oh, uh, brilliant. So, according to Vice, Nintendo have now told their customer service representatives to stop charging people for Joy-Con drift repairs. But also, in addition... People who have been paid should be refunded. That was the other thing they said. So that means I okay. should get money back because I've had stuff, I've had them repaired on that and uh, you mm. know, it didn't happen. So they said that customers will no longer be requested to provide proof of purchase for Joy-Con repairs. Uh, additionally, it is not necessary to confirm warranty status if a customer requests a refund for a previously paid uh, Joy-Con repair. Uh, then it just says confirm the repair and then issue a refund. So Eurogamer talked with Nintendo UK and they said they didn't know anything about this at all. So <laughs> we're going to have to continue paying, it seems. But amazing. I mean, so, th- so this is interesting because mine mine went this week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Start suddenly started getting the drift uh, on the hottest day of the year so far, which made me wonder if it's a heat or humidity thing, which is yeah. why suddenly it's cropping up everywhere. But by the by, um. Yeah, and I was like, ah, fuck, okay, I'll have to send them off. Ah, I've changed the casing on my Joy-Cons, therefore there is no way that, you know, warranty or no, like, they will not look twice at them. Um, So as it happened, I just sort of took it apart and put it back together again, and it seems to work. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was the the ribbon cable was being weird or if it just, I mean, obviously I, like, sort of, you know, messed around with it and, like, cleaned it up and stuff. That made any difference. Everyone's saying that apparently, if you just use a bit of um, contact cleaner on it, like a WD forty or whatever, that seems to do the job as well. Yeah, oh, right. I've just okay. bought some of that because mine's also started yeah. doing this this week as well. Like okay. another one, it's like I'm getting the right Brilliant. stick on the right, you know, like the right stick, like sort of drifting to the right slightly. Yeah. And I noticed yeah. it when I was playing Doom; it just kept doing it, and uh-huh. it's it's very irritating. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. But um, Sean, if if you put your original cases back on the Joy-Con and sent it back to them, would that be fine. Uh, can I be bothered though? I mean, honestly, I think I think at this point I'd rather just pay the sixty five pounds again. Yeah, <laughs> get, a new, get a new set. Um, uh, I ne- which I nearly did, and I was like, no, that's absurd. This could still be fixable because it's you know, as I say, I, like because I changed the cases, I I am comfortable opening these up now and and tinkering with them, um, like. But that's not a solution for everyone. And even if the repairs are free, it's still shit that you've got to send them off and wait. Yeah. Like, well, not only that, but you see, people have had these repaired, and then it happens again later. And so, yeah, you're just thinking this. 
is probably going to cost Nintendo a bunch of cash, isn't it? Because I I would be fascinated to find out if they are actually replacing any parts or if they are just firing some WD forty at them and yeah. sending them back. Because if they're doing <laughs> that, this is going to cost a lot because they're just going to have to keep yeah. on doing this over and over and over again. It's uh... yeah, probably get to the point where it would have been more cost effective to just replace them mm-hmm. and be done with it. But hey ho. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird situation, and it's just it's just fascinating because obviously you know when the the console first launched, it was like there was there were all these sort of potential issues, like oh the you know keeps like Joy-Con keeps cutting out and stuff, and um and that I don't know if that issue like actually went away or it just doesn't actually bother anyone, like it just turned out in the in real in the real world it just wasn't really a problem, yeah, um but certainly you don't hear anyone talking about that anymore, and yet suddenly. All the the sticks on them have started crapping out, which is weird. It's yeah, I mean, good. do you think is this going to be their like red ring of death, or it's always Probably hard not. to work God, out how big of an issue these things are? I doubt it'd be expen- as expensive as that because that was like entire machines, wasn't it, that were just dying yeah. and had to replace. Yeah, all so the basically, boards. yeah, like you you would send it off for repair and you would just get a new one. Well, not a new one, but you know another reconditioned one or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, so like. Obviously, it's not the end of the world to send your controllers off. And, I mean, I don't know how long the turnaround is, but say it's a week. You know, it, you should have bigger problems. <laughs> but it's still irritating. Equally, like, but equally, like, yeah, if this happened, so like, obviously, Fire Emblem came out this week, and it was like two days before it came out that my stick was fucked. If I had to send them off and I couldn't play the game otherwise, I'd be pretty sick. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not great. Uh, but I guess if, if it's within the first 12 months, I would just send mine back to the shop I bought it from. I've That's that, true. I've done yeah. it with Amazon like, I want a new one. Yeah, with Amazon I've done yeah. that, but things didn't, weren't working. I just got a new one sent. But um, mm. yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess. I mean, yeah. I, so so it's, happened, it's happened to both of you, but, but yours is fixed a little bit now, Sean, with, uh, with the taking apart. Yeah, I mean, it seems fine so far, touch wood. Um, but then they, they do sort of like occasionally things like so having opened them up um to do this i then put it all back together and was like right cool and then i was using it for a bit and then realized my plus button just wasn't moving because the fun thing with joy cons when you open them up is you know generally if you take a piece of consumer electronics apart when you put it back together you tighten all the screws as much as you can right you want everything to be like fully rock solid secure yeah not so with joy cons you need to like play around with it some things need to be a little bit loose (laughs) Because <laughs> if you put yeah, if you tighten everything all the way, like some of the buttons will just stick. Um, so it's sometimes there's like a bit of trial and error. It might be like after a couple of days, you'll sort of find another issue and you have to sort of tweak it again. But touch wood, um, it's been fine for the last sort of week. So nice one. Yeah. Well, okay, James. Next story: uh, Media Molecule wants to pay developers to make games in dreams. <laughs> So, because they've realised most people are rubbish at it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here's the detail, Sean. Before you start mm-hmm. that, it says yep. it says Media Molecule are now calling on development teams to work with Dreams. So they got an advert which says some of the exciting opportunities we have require the skills of a small professional development team. Are you a small dev team looking to collaborate on something larger or looking for a small project to help fund your next gig? This isn't just normal outsourcing. It is much more about finding teams that want to collaborate with us on content for Dreams. We're a little light on requirements as this is an exploratory call-out, but needless to say, experience with creating in Dreams is required. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how much they're offering for this as well and whether anyone's going to be interested because 
what do you think about this? I mean, I, I, it's really interesting, and especially you know, so they they mention, um, yeah, maybe looking for a small project to help fund your next gig. It's like a, a really common problem with small studios, it, unless you're like successful enough to just you know basically do whatever you want, <laughs> which is pretty rare. Um, like Mike Biffle has talked about this on a podcast when he was basically like between projects and he'd like hired people to make one game. Um, and then there was like, I think this is when he, he was waiting to find out if they were going to be able to do John Wick or not, you know, John Wick Hex, the, the one they're working yeah. on now. And there was like six months um, where he was like, well, I could sack everyone and then try and rehire them in six months, but that's really shitty and they might not be available and I really like the team I've got. So that was how the um, how Subsurface Circular came about because he was like, well, I've, that will just fill some time and it will make a bit of money. Um so this could, yeah, this could be a really interesting opportunity for devs who are just like, look, we've got like, you know, three to six months before we can definitely start our next thing and we could do with making some money in the meantime or else we will close down or have to sack people. So this could be a really interesting proposition. It was like you say, though, it sort of entirely depends how much money they're, they're putting into it. Um, I mean, I, I would hope, you know, with, I know like, Media Molecule, are sort of, they sort of have this indie vibe about them, even though they're very much looked after by Sony, as far as I'm aware. Um, you would hope they would be sympathetic to small developers and make sure they get well paid for it. Um, I mean, also, it like it'd just be really cool to see, like, what actual teams can can do with with Dreams, because you know, as I've mentioned, what I've not played a huge amount of it, um, but what like a lot of the user created stuff I've played, I've not been particularly thrilled by. Um, so yeah, why not? Why not open it up to actual devs and pay them to do stuff for it? That mm-hmm. could be really interesting. I mean, this this was the thing. I mean, th- what we were talking about the other week is like the difference between. I mean, the reason why we're more happy to play something like Mario Maker than we would be to like dip into Dreams, mm. and it's partly because that's so focused and we kind of know what we're supposed to do already. Whereas yeah. with Dreams, it just feels like obviously it's a massive canvas of you know you can mm. create anything you like you know from this, and that's yeah. quite daunting. Which, which for is amazing. Like, yeah. You know, not not to slag that off, but yeah, it, it's too much for people like us. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, if you're actually a you know a working dev team, it's a shame you say that because reading this, I'm thinking, well, we should make our own dev team and we'll start <laughs> we'll start making games. <laughs> look, look, we'll, we'll we'll all buy dreams after this. We'll get making. Give us a week. We'll understand the tool set. Week two, we come up with a game idea. Week three, you start building it. We'll be done within a month. Week week five, add online multiplayer. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy. Week, week it's six, gotta, it's gotta um, be annual pass. It's got to be a games as a service yeah. game, though. Yeah, definitely. It's got to be games as a yeah, service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out how to implement loot boxes and stuff. Yeah, yeah loot um, boxes, uh, really egregious letting out purchases, obviously games as a service. I mean, we could basically remake Anthem, James, but good. Yeah. Oh my God, we could make good Anthem. <laughs> and that's what we called good Anthem. <laughs> Good anthem to you, and yeah, um, we should do that. So, yeah, we totally should. Yeah, five hundred TC- quid, media molecule, we'll do it. TCGS Studios is, is live. Yeah, just just you know, subscribe at the the forty dollar tier. That'll do, and you can help suggest a plan. <laughs> yeah, if you want to help us with coding, just subscribe at the forty dollar tier <laughs> for 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 a oh, sweet five percent. No, kickback. should we? <laughs> Should we make this a Patreon stretch goal? <laughs> no, don't, because... No. <laughs> well, we'll make a game in dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll make a... If we, can get, if we can get to, like, two no, grand a month... don't we'll say it. <laughs> but you know what will happen with that. If we do that, it'll just be Matt doing all the work. 
and it'll be <laughs> that's true. It'll be an incredible game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll do, yeah you guys tell me what to do, and I'll do all. That, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what I'll do for for a game, but you you guys have the ideas. I'll just do the doing. Yeah, sweet. That's that's settled then. Okay. Yep. Next story <laughs> is that Xbox dashboard is getting another redesign. And James, why didn't it link on from the previous Microsoft story? Why does it have to? It's fine. Because we're talking about connects and all sorts. I know, but I thought we—I wanted to break it up. You know, I wanted okay. to break up the. We just want all the Sony fanboys to just switch off. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, they'd be livid. Yeah. So anyway, Furious. they're redesigning the Xbox One dashboard again, and Yay. they're removing mm. Cortana. And this time, they're oh. trying to make content more easily accessible. I mean, this is weird because I mean, according to David, you know, David, who is not on the show at the moment, I mean, he thinks it's totally fine. So I don't know why they're doing this because it's <laughs> it's you know the, the Xbox dashboard is fine, and it says uh, it says now Game Pass community and the store will be faster to access. I mean, this is something I've moaned about, obviously, but David obviously thought it wasn't a problem, you know, and uh, <laughs> I was just making <laughs> well, he's a fuss. Not here to defend himself, he, 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 does he, he think I mean, it's brilliant? I don't care. It's. Uh, I mean, he thought that this was, you know, something that I was moaning about for no reason. But it seems that Microsoft agrees with me that the design is bad because they've had another overhaul of the whole thing. So, yeah, is <laughs> that? So anyway, so as I said, Cortana's being removed, and instead, players can use the Xbox skill for Cortana in the app on iOS, Android, and Windows, which obviously removes more. Yeah, I mean, it removes more accessibility, like from the whole thing. Yeah. But but the design. I mean, the the picture they showed of like the the homepage did look a lot better. I thought. Yeah, yeah, it looks way better. Yeah, so like it's got like a bunch of like six icons at the top of your recent games on left hand side. Very quick, like I guess one button press and you can get to Game Pass and Store and Mixer, which is a bit annoying. If that was Twitch, I'd be a little bit better, but still, yeah, it looks like it's a lot more condensed. Uh, rather, because there's like the Xbox Home screen where you have like keep scrolling down if you want to see other things, and even yeah. if you have loads of pins and make the pins as small as possible for like the content you like it's still it's still terrible i mean it's way 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 faster to to use on my x so it's like a million times better than it was on the original xbox one but the os as a whole is still a bit a bit hickety pickety so well, yeah, this... this is a big improvement from the screenshot we've seen yeah because with this you can just like press you know like one button and then you can get to like your community or whatever and things like that rather than having to go through separate menus to do that which makes no sense um, yeah, mm. so I'm very much in favour of this. I mean, did he? I mean, obviously the Cortana stuff is probably annoying for people that use that, you know, through accessibility reasons. But yeah, did either of you use this at all? I mean, well, because I was going to say, so are they acting Cortana completely? They're not, no. are they? It's no, still going to be exists. on other devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. No, Although, I was just, yeah, right. So it's still on Windows. Yeah, I was just yeah wondering. Does anyone use it um, on Windows either, or is it something? Because it, it felt not like that it, I'm aware of. I mean, it felt like it was something that when it came out it was like a big boom, sort of like, oh, Microsoft's done this, it's it's great. And then yeah. I never heard of it again, really. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've never heard of anyone using it. It came up once at work, um, and because everyone was, you know, there's this sort of conversation about, um, yeah, like you know, Google and Amazon, you know, having like you know digital assistants, um, and then there's this one woman in the office who still has a Windows phone. Wow, and wow. she's like, yeah, and she was like, oh, mine's got Cortana on it, and then and someone else was like, Cortana, and she's like, yeah, I don't know, like, why is it called Cortana? And you know, when you sit and, and you're like, like <coughs> I, I know the me. answer, but I don't, I don't want to say. Can't tell me, <laughs> tell then me everyone will know what I'm like. Um, <laughs> you so, should have explained <laughs> all the law, Sean. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, see, so in Halo Two, it's like, yeah, yeah. 
She's a, a sentient AI that lives yeah. in Master Chief's helmet. And there's a bit um, of relationship going on there, but it's hard to say. Right? Yeah, it's sort, sort of a quasi-romantic relationship yeah. that develops so throughout the series. That's basically what you're doing with your Windows phone. I'm a big yeah. fan of the redesign. It's just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a recent trailer where she wasn't in his helmet anymore, and yeah. it was very sad. Oh, I um, cried. You'll probably cry yeah. too on your, on your Windows phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was awkward. Sad. Okay. But, um, um, yeah, mm. I mean, Cortana, I mean, as I said, as someone who liked Connect before, with like Connect, with, you know, Connect gone, um, I don't really use any voice things. I mean, I guess, how do you do, I mean, even with a headset, how would I do that? Do I press up the home button and the Xbox button and press a button no, and you can, hold something down? You can just say it. You can just say, like, hey, Cortana. And if you're wearing a headset and it will pick it up, it does work. It's just awful. Yeah. It's just It's just one of those things where. As we've said before, why couldn't they have just fit a microphone in the controller or something like that so that it was just mm. always available, you know, so you could well, do in that? in the controller or, or, or just in or on the machine so you can I'd walk I'd probably in set and... it for in the controller, I think, because I think people still have concerns about the privacy stuff, don't they? About things listening all the time yeah. and everything. I would like it in both because like, often the controllers aren't on, so... But I, I mm-hmm. want to be able to walk oh, in the room the point, and say, yeah, so if you want to turn the machine on, yeah. you need... Yeah. So I'd have it in both, and then maybe if people who are like conscious of security, they can turn off on the machine, or mute on the machine, but have it on their pad, but because pad's never on, I want to be able to walk into a, a room and say, Xbox on, go to Twitch, or go to this, go to that, which yeah. is what I used to I'll do what, yeah. daily. It James. did. It that one. Well, no, I I I used to use Xbox on, or rather, like when we had that, because we had the TV tuner thing as well. And like Asher's first oh, yeah. experience of using TV was using that. And I remember once we went on holiday somewhere, and there was like a TV there, and I went into the room, and he was just shouting at it, Xbox on, Xbox on. <laughs> like, it didn't work. Amazing. Yeah, that was that was great. That was, but uh, yeah. Don't use that anymore. But I mean, I yeah, think it's a no. shame because a lot of the voice control stuff it has improved. Like, I mean, especially like Alexa's really good, and uh, so yeah, I don't really Google, get why they've done this. Really good. Yeah, Siri's still yeah. terrible. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Siri is the worst. It freaks me out. Like I always forget that the PlayStation Four has voice control. It does, and it works. Like, it does work. Yeah, it's it's okay, but yeah, I still never use it. It's yeah. like every time I plug a headset in, it's like, did you know you can use voice commands? And it's like, mm, yeah, but I'm I'm all right. See, Thank you. the yeah. only time I ever really use voice commands is if I'm driving. I'm, I never use it yeah. any other time because why would you? It's slower. I do uh, like like if I'm getting dressed in the morning and. I want to know what the weather's going to be like for the rest of the day. I know everyone jokes like, oh, everyone just uses it for finding out the weather. I find it really useful for finding out what the weather's going to be like. Just um, look out the bloody window, Sean. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, if I if I lived alone, um, I would get more out of it, right? Because I, I really like the idea of, you know, like so with Google Home, you can set up like your morning routine. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, you like you can set use it as your alarm, and then you wake up, you say like "Good morning," and then it goes through like "Here's your favorite news sources, here's the weather, here's your travel time to work. like all that stuff would be great." But generally speaking, when I get up, there's someone else in the room who's probably trying to sleep, yeah, or I've or I've just got <laughs> yeah. to go and like get Isaac because he's kicking off and he wants to get up or whatever. Like, so that's just not a thing. See, um, I, I get that with the um, you know, because you know. You can ask it to like play you the news and stuff like that, you know, just like a news yeah. bulletin. And I yeah, quite yeah, like yeah. that. I think that's quite handy. But I still yeah. feel stupid saying it. And so I've turned, <laughs> I for ages. I see, I'm over that. I, I don't it, mind. Who do you feel stupid? Who do you feel stupid about hearing that? In, in front of myself. House? Just in front of myself. I feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm doing it. Do you know, for ages, Matt, I was trying to think, you know, like with Siri shortcuts, how you can like yeah. create, like, I was trying to figure out how to use a shortcut to activate that so I didn't have to say anything. So I could just press a button instead, but it was, it's not possible. And so, yeah, that, that irritated me. I love it. It's like a Zen Cohen. If, if, <laughs> if James talks to a sentient AI, but no one else is around to hear it, is it still shameful? It's still yeah. shameful. Yeah, I'm still really embarrassed. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, mean, actually, I don't mind that at all. I I say thank you and stuff um, because I feel like it's a good habit to get into for when you know they re- they really are sentient. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I um, use it every day for setting timers. You know, when I'm cooking. Yeah, and then yeah, if yeah, I'm in the really car, useful. obviously, you know, like maps and and mm. this and the other. Um, also, like um, so, just for, like playback of um, like Spotify and podcasts and stuff because so we've got like three Google Homes in the account in the in the house. Um, and like I've set up like both the downstairs ones as like a pair so that you can just go right play this on the ground floor so if I'm doing housework and stuff it's really useful yeah um, I keep forgetting to do that because we, we got Google Home great. and like Spotify we're giving them away for free if you sign up to a Spotify yeah, yeah. family account um, yeah. and I never had Alexa and stuff before so it's like a new thing and it was mm-hmm. like uh, quite cool person you know like Ella just, Ella just asking those questions about mm-hmm. science and all sorts of volcanoes and stuff uh, and it was like oh nice you can just, like, say something and it'll play it but I just Rarely bother actually these days. Um, yeah. See, I don't want people there's hearing what I'm listening to. Like, so that's I use headphones all the time because I don't want people list- hearing what I'm listening to. It's you know I just feel I don't like that. I don't like it. It'll be it'll be different when Isaac's older and judging me for the because suddenly everything I like will be old dad music. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that'll be hard. But at the moment, well, I've done it before. I mean, Chen's just like, can you turn this off? But that's the thing, Sean. You won't listen to it anymore because you'll listen to whatever Isaac's listening to. Really, I just won't have any choice in the matter. Well, yeah, I mean, like, we, no. we have a lot of Taylor Swift on in the house at the moment, and it wouldn't be what my are you first doing, choice. Matt? You don't do that. <laughs> you, just, you impose what? your own you regime can't let of them music. Enjoy themselves. No, no, yeah, you don't. You, you do it. <laughs> you impose your own like what music you like. They have to like that as well. I would never just... have Slipknot in the house or like um, <laughs> Bring Me the Horizon. It's just, I mean, I've I played it, but like she, she's not a fan. So yeah, we have a bit of a Moana soundtrack, Frozen, Taylor Swift. Nice. Nice. I'm actually growing to quite like Taylor Swift. Actually, I think the most reason I'm okay and a new one's out in August. Um, <coughs> I'm just doing it on on behalf of Elodie, of course. I'm just getting, I'm, I'm just engaging in it for Elodie's sake. Do it for the so girls. Like, mm. Do it for the girls, mate. So yeah, like. big fan. Where were we? Oh yeah, Xbox. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. As long as it's faster, that's all I care about. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, next story is about this whole Doom thing on Switch. So, oh no! I'm just going to We'll just go through it quickly because it is absurd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Bethesda surprise launched Doom one, two, and three on Switch this week. And that sounds like good news. Okay, next story it does. Sure does. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they did this at QuakeCon. Yeah, you know, they did it at QuakeCon. Everyone was really happy. And yeah. uh, but then people suddenly weren't happy when they discovered that you <laughs> needed to log into a Bethesda account to play the game. And mm. so this needs to be done once. But people still weren't happy about that, and it spawned lots of memes of people just saying like, you know, how dare they, you know, do this whole thing and everything. So Bethesda now have since said that this was intended to be for the Slayers Club, like something that they run, and they're working on a fix so that it's no longer a requirement. It was like supposed to be. I think they tried to argue it was supposed to be like a nice thing that they were working on, you know, for like mm. bonuses or something like that. But people yeah. were still livid um, about the thing. I mean, I think. See, I, I, because I bought this and I did it. I logged in. I thought, okay, that's fine. And I just oh, kept playing. About, what, 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 what did you think when you first saw that screen saying log into your Bethesda Net account? I wasn't terribly bothered to be honest. Just... Did, but did you have one? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. So I just created one. Can you do it on the console? Did you have to go to a separate device and then create one and log in? And I did it on the console. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. I just logged in and it was fine. And that was it. That, that, that's weird for you to say that, James, because I thought you were the sort of person to be like, what an absolute joke. What is that? Another well, no, password to remember. If, I can't believe this. No, no. If if they were asking for it like every single time that you played the game, like you had to keep logging in and stuff like that, that would be absurd or whatever. But for this, it was like a one one time thing. Other games on the Switch do this as well. Like with uh, Civilization VI, whenever you start that up, you get a splash screen asking to connect to 2K games and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, sure, it's annoying, but it's like a second, you know, and then it's like kind of done. And yeah. if you play, I mean, if you play Doom in offline mode anyway, like in airplane mode, you don't get that anyway. It doesn't happen. And so mm. I just don't really care that much about this. I mean, <laughs> I think there's... It's other... one of those... I mean, uh, yeah, I... People have been very upset about this. And well, I've got a theory it's been about it. Very that. strange to watch. Like, I mean, it's because it's Doom, right? Like, because it's a, like it is really it is surreal to the point that it's quite funny seeing like a screenshot of Doom with the text "unable to access online features without a connection to Nintendo Online." Yeah. Like in the the font and everything. Like that just yeah. you know like there's part of my brain that can't understand that being real. It's like when you see photo- like color photographs from the early 1900s you're like what that's physically I thought everything was black and white then. Um, like it's just yeah it, it is weird and jarring and I can see why people just like well the fuck is this is doom how dare you touch doom. Yeah. But god people got really upset well, about it. You see they? but I think people got upset not just because of that but because mm. it's another reason to hate Bethesda. And it's like, there after Fallout 76, Blades, and also Commander Keen, and all the whooping mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. other thing, I think people are just on their case at the moment, aren't they, with everything. Like, whatever happens, yeah. and there's been, I mean, I've been reading about, um, you know, the new Wolfenstein game as well, like, people, mm-hmm. are, there's issues with that as well, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole trying to push it as a games-as-a-service thing, which people aren't yeah, happy yeah. about. It's like, it's just another thing, really, it feels like, to, like, beat Bethesda with. But... Yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal, personally. Like, I'm not really yeah, that this bothered is by it. it. Like, it's so when you you know you see the reaction to stuff like this, and we all know that people who play video games fucking suck at voting with their wallets and actually like not rewarding this sort of thing. Yeah. So actually, it's like, are, like, are you being principled, or do you just want to make a community manager have a really horrible fucking week? Mm. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's just. I just mean, really I think- ugly. There are like, bigger things to be bothered about with it. I mean, there's other things with Doom, mm. which I'll talk about later, that I think maybe could be improved. But yeah. um, aside from that, it's... I don't know. I'm not really that bothered. What do you think, Matt? Would yeah. you be livid about this? Yeah, so I, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, it, it would bother <laughs> me if I had to do it every time or I had to be online, which is... When I first saw these these you know, people, people tweeting about this, I'm like, hell, you don't have to be online to play the game, surely. But if it's just like a one-time thing, then you can play it offline. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't doesn't bother me, but obviously a lot of people mm. like to get their pants in a twist. It was worth it for all the memes. Mm. The, the memes for brilliant, were absolutely <laughs> brilliant. The whole, like, uh, the Thursday not on their account is required to play this game. Please connect to the internet to continue with, like, Mario 64 and, like, Super Mario World and Street Fighter and stuff. It's, yeah, I, I, I was yeah. loving them. Yeah. It was worth it. But, worth um, it for them. And, and, like, and, yeah, and to, to be clear, I'm not, like, defending Bethesda like the idea that they're suddenly turning around and going oh this sorry this was meant to be optional bollocks yeah it was not <laughs> I believe that for a second but uh, yeah it's just uh, what a weird little event this was <laughs> yeah I mean as I said would I prefer it wasn't there I don't know I don't really care to be honest <laughs> just doesn't it just doesn't bother me that much it's just yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it doesn't bother me but I mean like you know I, I do hate it when you know when like other publishers have you know their own little ecosystem and you need an account and stuff like you know like ubisoft do it as well and you just like 
why are you like why are you making me do this just yeah. like you know it's not you know it's not actually good yeah because then you would just you know you you, you would just wait for me to just do it naturally you know you have to force me to do it because you know i don't want to <laughs> And I know that you're just doing this but, to harvest all of my data. Yeah, that's exactly. like the reason, reason you're doing this, you know, to get yeah, yeah, my, yeah. everything. So, like, it is shit. Um, but, God, yeah, this the reaction from some people is just... I just don't bad. get... Yeah, I don't get the anger, is the thing. No. It's, uh, no. yeah. It's yeah, also, just, because just it's, don't it's, buy the thing. Just yeah. don't buy the thing. That's you. That's it. That's it. That's but it's another way to hate Bethesda, isn't it? For people who are still yeah. pissed off about Fallout and that. True. What else? Okay, this is the last story. Well, kind of the last story. So this is another one. This is Rockstar have added a casino that can be played with real money. Um, although that's a mm. bit of a misleading title. So this, the news hit the BBC as the as like GTA V's latest update added. It's the Diamond Casino and Resort to the game. And what it is is players can now buy casino chips purchased with in-game money. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is you can buy the in-game cash with real-world cash. But the issue is, is that you can't cash the chips out at all, like into like real world money. So you can't turn them back into it. I mean, that on on the face of it, that sounds like the worst casino ever. Yeah, it does, <laughs> doesn't it? But but then the yeah, thing I'd is, is that. Remember. But then yeah. the thing is, is that is how most like online gambling, although are we supposed to call it gambling with an asterisk or whatever works, isn't it? Is that <laughs> it's the same because this is what happens when like MPs in the UK declared that FIFA's. Like in-game packs and loot boxes were not gambling because there's, mm-hmm. and the reason is is because there's no cash out. Like you can't right, yeah. get any physical value from these from these things. So because of that, right, yeah. it's not gambling. I mean, I I happen to think that's bullshit, but that is that is what yeah. they they argue. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is the difference also with Red Dead Redemption Two because there's gambling in that as well. But the difference is is that you can't buy in-game currency to play the game. Like it's just you know the currency right, you yeah. get in the game to play it. So I don't know. I mean, what what do you think? I mean, Matt, what what do you feel about this? Um, well, the whole gambling thing. Actually, it's only like was it this week or last week where like the UK officially said it's not gambling, right? mm-hmm. yeah, but just, just, just for the reasons. And um, and obviously, Rockstar know what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the fact you can like buy like shark cards in you know in in the real world with real money for this. I mean, if. I I don't think it, it I don't think it's gambling. It's like you're you're basically buying some in like it, it it'd be gambling if you're like I can win my money back or I can double my money. Like you know you're yeah. not getting anything out of it. Um, so it's basically like another in you know like a microtransaction, like a like buying cosmetic. Really, you're not gonna get anything out of it other than other than yeah, some it's, fun it's time. Yeah, it's just an, really. an enjoyable activity. Yeah, like there's no yeah, it's hopefully not sold as a potentially profit making. Um, exercise it is just yeah you are you are paying to yeah just have like to just like you're playing to just to sorry you're paying to just play it and that yeah, is yeah. that yeah like um but it's, uh, i don't know um, see i mean i i feel that this is not i see i don't think this is simple at all i i and i do yeah. i have sympathy with the argument that this is a game played by adults and they have the right to make those choices as to whether they want to do mm. this or not i completely i agree with that However, there are some people I think probably that do that play games to escape from other like real world like gambling addictions. I've read you know there's yeah. lots of articles about this, and this feels like it could help feed destructive impulses in people that probably they don't want to sort of do. If you see what I mean? Yeah, because to yeah to just be like look here is a version of gambling where you know you're not going to make any money, mm. but I I still think the sort of you know the Skinner box impulses are still 
being lit up in the same way. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's potentially still really unhelpful and, and really unhealthy. But this is so, why I think that what they should do is, I mean, I wouldn't say that these things shouldn't exist, but I do think there should be like clear warnings when the games yeah. when games do claim, contain gambling, like either in the form of loot crates or like the casino stuff or whatever, and just give people the choice, but help them. Yeah. What I think they should do, I think I really think we like people should be helped to make like well informed choices about what they're doing. You know, like as yeah. in this game has this kind of thing. If you feel that you're trying to escape from that, then probably steer clear of this because it's probably yeah, not yeah, a yeah. great idea. But everyone else, go yeah, for not, it. not just going. Well, it's not real, so fuck it. Like, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, it is. Help. I mean, for some people, it does. I I think it probably does feed into that. You know, it's um, yeah. yeah, not so good. Yeah, I mean, if there's any yeah. chance of like you winning money, then I'll be looking looking at this totally differently. So mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I personally like you know uh, gamble on like you know like Grand National, but mostly likes football accumulators and something other when the season's on or World Cups on or any yeah. day where someone's kicking a football. And um, you know, it, it's fun, but I'll obviously don't go mad because uh, I don't lose all, all my money. But that that's totally mm-hmm. different. This I'm not gonna. Get addicted to get in inverted commas gambling in GTA because there's no I'm not going to win any money so I'm just like I'll just mm. give my character some money I, I I think it's totally different I can maybe see how you potentially worrying about it what like um, being an issue for people who have had gambling problems in real life but mm-hmm. I mean you can also say about I I don't know I, I I'm not sure. I mean, what are we saying? Like, no gambling in any games. I'm sure these games do have some sort of warning. And if they, if you were able to actually win money, they would have an even bigger warning. Yeah. Uh, but, but th- th- no, that's not the case. As I said, I don't think you should like I, people shouldn't be prohibited from doing this, but I think they should just be made aware of what it is that yeah, the game contains. Because like, at the end of the day, like people have become addicted to games for reasons other than financial. You know, the the, the promise of the financial payout. Like games are smart enough to get people hooked without. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so I think this and so putting like you know, something like this in a game which is modelled after um, you know, forms of gambling that people have found genuinely really harmful and genuinely really addictive is yeah, potentially really dangerous. Um but as you say, it's not I'm not saying like get rid of it, it's just as you say, it's just about allowing people to make informed choices. I have no idea how this is presented in the game. I've not, I've not checked it out. No, um, no, but but there is also there was also like a daily limit. Like you, you can't, you can't yeah. just keep spending and spending and spending. I think it's only like a, basically like a maximum of like one dollar a day. You can even spend in it. So that's that's really okay. interesting as well because then that would indicate to me that they do realise that people were going to have a problem, like with this, yeah. which means they do well, realise yeah. this is gambling. It's like you know. Well, if well, no, I mean, I, I, I feel like they say, well, some people could theoretically spend lots and lots of money on this thing that there isn't gambling, so they're not even maybe just putting those money in uh, with, a, you know, thinking that they can get some money back. So yeah, it's good they're putting limits. I don't how like surely them putting a limit is a good thing, right? You well, see yeah, it's yeah? a good thing, but then hmm. it's also admitting that it is a form of gambling by doing that. Well, is, is that was it just protecting someone from going crazy with gambling or not? Like you, you, you know, I could also be obsessed with buying, um, like you know, skins in you know Overwatch or something. You know, but they don't put limits on that, do they? No, 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 exactly. But I feel, like, I feel like they should do. I, 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 but I don't necessarily think that's gambling. I think it's just like Rockstar are trying to be careful and say so they're trying to protect, trying to protect, protect people before they go crazy and spend all their money on this fake money in game. I don't think it's necessarily them saying, "Well, it's definitely gambling, so we're putting a limit." Sure, that's just protecting people. But then, why do they need protection unless it's something well, which what, is potentially harmful? For the reason harmful. I just said, because they don't want, because, <laughs> you know, because they want boys bad news stories of someone saying, "I spent you know two grand in a day." Like they, they want to protect themselves. So um, it's potentially I mean, harmful. So it, 
But yeah, obviously it's potentially, it's potentially harmful because anything where yeah. someone could spend real life money on something that they're not going to get a physical return, it, 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 it's, it's a worry, it's a risk. So it's, it's definitely troublesome, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'd admit that it's or them accepting or saying that it's gambling per se. But I, James, so basically you're saying they're having their cake and eating it, right? In that yeah. they're sort of not wanting to fully say like, oh, by the way, this could be really harmful. But implementing things to try and prevent to limit it, it anyway really from going too so far, whatever. Yeah, yeah we yeah. suggest that they do know that it could potentially be harmful. They're just yeah. When the fun stops, stop. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Be gamble aware. Right. Yeah. yeah. We got anything else? Yeah, I mean, okay. So, Mr. Shy Smile from I'm the not, uh, I know, I know the what this is going to be. Go on. Yeah, I thought I'd just put this in. So he he wanted to let oh, okay. us know that. There's, you know, like Drive Club on the PS4 and it's DLC. It's all getting delisted on the August 31st this year. So if you want to buy it, buy it now because it's going to be gone in like the next month. And yeah. I mean, it's a good game. I yeah. wouldn't like if you haven't already bought it, probably, I mean, you're probably okay now. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, I like Drive Club pre- VR. That was good when we played that. Actually, your, I've never, yeah. Never, never played the VR one. I, I played it briefly. It was, I think, yeah, it was one of the few games. I know Matt, it really sent you funny, didn't it? Yeah, it did. On our first you started lap. being really sick, um, and I, I, yeah, I wasn't um, great with it either. Um, uh, well, yeah. sure, no. it's, it's, it's on my account, so just download it and, uh, and play it. Oh, nice one. Yeah, we'll do. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, it's more just sad in general what happened to that game and mm. the, the studio and everything. It's yeah, shame. Um, but yeah, and that's it. That's all the news we got this week. Cool. Right, what have we been playing? Uh, Matt, your list is the shortest. Do you want to go first? Uh, let's go with the big game of the week, Fire Emblem, surely. Uh, can't, I mean, I'm the only one who's been playing it, so it wasn't really going to be like a big, a yeah, big thing. I, um, I, I <laughs> bought it. I, I've got it. Um, but okay, I was you have. Busy, okay. I was busy playing another game. I want to get it done before I can get properly stuck in. You've also got it, haven't you, James? But you also I have, have time. Um, I'm fingering the coin right now. Oh, oh, don't say fingering. The, I've also yeah. got the coin. I, I gave it to my wife, and she did not want it. Yeah. Um, what, what, was that coin only a pre-order bonus? Because I went to game to buy it because I was the only place <laughs> nearby that sold it. And I was hoping to get a little cheeky coin in a bag. Was that just a pre-order thing? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. <sighs> yeah. Annoying. Missed, I mean, you can have. I'm pretty sure you can have both of ours. If you <laughs> yeah. want. No, 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 I'm going <laughs> with that. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what I'd do. Especially now, James has fingered his. I don't really yeah. want to touch that dirty <laughs> coin. Um, um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll talk about Fire Emblem then. Um, I am fully fucking obsessed. Um, yes. With this game. Okay. That's good. Um, I yeah, I absolutely adore it. Um, <laughs> so what's really interesting? So I I thought I had like a general idea of what this game was going to be. Uh, it turns out I absolutely didn't. Um, I had no idea about oh, really? the whole sc- the whole school thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who aren't aware, so normally yeah, so. In case you somehow don't know what Fire Emblem is, fantasy turn-based strategy games with a heavy emphasis on um, sort of the relationships that you build up between your units, both like, you know, doing stuff sort of between battles, like having conversations or doing stuff for them, but also when you are in battle, like sort of arranging your units in certain ways so they can potentially help each other out in combat and they build like their relationships build um as a result to the point that you can start marrying them off and let them have sex and stuff it's a bit weird um but it's it's all right it's all sort of tastefully tastefully done um (laughs) awakening if you haven't played it did this amazing like this really fucking clever thing with that where it turned out that time travel was kind of a thing um so you'd literally like you'd get like two characters in a in a relationship and then a time portal would open and their 20-year-old child would come out like, hello, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, dad. really? Um, yeah, so basically, yeah. The, the, yeah, the story is that, like, the apocalypse like, basically happens. So then all the, all the kids of your soldiers in the future are trying to get back to fix what happened in the past. So... And yeah, so basically, you know, the people that you you sort of married off would then affect like which characters you then got from the future, um, which was incredible. Whereas this, the the whole hook is that you are a, you're a professor at this like academy. It's it's all like it's it's all very religious, which is a bit weird. Like you basically, it's the, it's this academy for like people who want to be like officers like, and generals and stuff. Um, and but it's all run by the church, which I find really strange. But whatever. Um, and you're like this mercenary, and due to reasons that are not entirely clear, they take you in and be like, hey, do you want to be a professor at this school? We're, we're short of a professor. And then you pick um, one of these three houses um, to be the professor of. Um, and it's just a really interesting twist on, like, obviously, you know, we've had tons of, like, RPGs and strategy games where it's like, here's your characters or your units or whatever, and you you work with them over time and you develop them and they get better and, you you know, you sort of, you know, you like develop your sort of own little favorites or people you're maybe not so keen on. So to then sort of put a spin on that by going like, oh no, you're literally like their teacher and <laughs> at a school. And, but then you also like, you know, you, and you do classes with them and you figure out like, you know, the sort of path you want them to take through like the class system and stuff and therefore what skills they need to learn and stuff. And you, you sort of guide them through their tuition and then take them out on fights. And and that, that stuff all sort of comes to fruition in, in battles and stuff. It's fucking great. It's so good. Um, so, so, um, so you take the role of like the house leader. Is that what is that you? Sort of. There's like, so you know that like the three characters on the box art, um, they're, each of those is like, like the, you know, the heir to the throne of, of their particular house or whatever. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're like the main person, but yeah, you're sort of, yeah, but then you you're teaching all of them, even though you're kind of like the same age as all of them. It's a bit weird. Oh right, um, okay, cool. So so what um, house have you chosen? Uh, so I've gone with the Leicester Alliance because the other two are Tory as fuck. Um, oh really? They- <laughs> I was going to go Black Eagles. Yeah. Um, oh mate, they're like because so the Dorothea. Black Eagles are like a, a basically an empire, and then the other ones are like a sort of uh, mad sort of. I know they're probably not mad, but they're like really religious and they're like a theocratic state. And the Leicester Alliance are just like, eh, it's just a bunch of guys doing what you know, it's the, the cool liberal place. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I went with them. So Matt, Matt's um, gone with the Tories. I was going to go yeah. Black Eagles because, you know, because because there's some attractive people on that team. But now I realise that you're like <laughs> a true. teacher. It's true. Now I'm thinking that's, that'd be a bad thing. Well, this is the thing, because you can literally have relationships with them. Even though oh, they're you your can. students, but you're all the same age, so it's fine, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but the whole like <laughs> teacher, stu- the whole, like teacher, um, student, you know, that's that can't that does that sounds problematic. Yeah, a little bit. Um, oh, I'm going black eagles. You can't stop me. <laughs> Please do, because I'd be interested to hear like how different it is. I suspect not that much. Um, I know you know they've said like oh it's like eighty hours per house. If you sorry, I'm sorry if you can hear the dog. Oh, no, no, we can around, definitely hear the dog. She's, yeah, Mara, piss good. off. She's just decided to wake up and be an asshole. Um, yeah, so there's, there's three houses and like, oh, it's 80 hours to complete each one. I mean, as much as I love this game, I don't think I'll be going back to play through as a different house. I think from what I can tell, I think things will more or less play out the same way. Like there, there hasn't been like any major story events that are very clearly just relevant to my house and, and no others. That is um, a relief. I'm very relieved about that because yeah. <laughs> the idea of having uh, to play there, it like 80 hours times three is a bit... Yeah, that's a bit yeah. daunting. 
Um, and plus, like, I, I, I was sort of quite surprised that, like, I assumed the whole point was that the three houses were going to be at war at some point. Whereas, as far as I can tell, that's not really a thing. It's more about, like, they're they're all in, in sort of at peace with each other. It's all about the the sort of politics of the church instead, um, which I sort of don't really care about. But it's fine. Um, like, there's, there's story wise, there's enough going on, sort of like with like my class and and the people within it and. Um, you know, like some like really obvious archetypes, like one character who's like a bit younger than the rest, and she keeps like being like, "Oh, everyone's treating me like a child. It's so annoying." And then there's this other woman who's really mysterious who doesn't like talking to people, and whenever people try and talk to her, she goes, uh, "Oh, I, I, I'm no good at conversations. I'm going to go now. Bye." So that you know, people will be like, "Oh, I want to so, say no. I'll look after her. I'll I'll be her best friend. It's fine." Um, so stuff like that's a bit weird but basically there's like plenty of like really likable characters in it and they're all pretty well written and, and acted and everything um and like and you know and, it, and it's got that excellent fire emblem thing where like a character that you you know you think is like fairly unassuming um like there's, there's this one character on my team called ignatz who has like a fucking bowl cut and these stupid circular glasses and he just looks like a, a shit nerd and and then like you know in his first fight he like uh, you know an enemy went to attack him and he definitely should have died he had like no hit points left and just and he dodged two enemy attacks in a row and then did a backflip and shot an arrow and got a critical hit and killed the enemy and I was just like fuck yes Ignat's my fucking boy like (laughs) and now he's one of my favourites like he you know um so, like yeah it's got all that stuff that if you've played fire emblem before like that that is all still in there it doesn't like massively bombard you with characters as well like which some of the previous ones did i felt you'd end up with like 20 odd characters and but then it turned out you could only take like eight of them into each fight anyway and you felt like you were constantly like managing like you know sort of like if a character doesn't take part in fights then they don't get any experience or whatever so you constantly be feeling like oh i need to kind of bring in people that I don't really know or like um, just to make sure they're not completely shit in case I do have to use them one day. That's That just hasn't been an issue in this. Like my my whole team has been with me for like every fight. Um, so that's been really cool. Um, yeah, like the, the way you like manage your lessons. Um, so like every, you know, between, there's, there'll be like main story missions. Um, that Like there's like one a month and then every, but every week you like, you plan out your lessons. So you'd be like, right, I want like you to like learn about you know like like you sort of look at like what class you want people to end up as and like right what skills do they need to get there and um, like each sort of class has like certain skill requirements like oh so you need to have like you know you need to be like a B grade in in you know using a sword or a C grade in using a lance or a, an NA in horse riding or whatever um, so you need to figure out like what skills they need to learn on the way and then like and then you you sort of go to each student and be like right these are the skills you need to learn and occasionally they'll come to you and be like i've decided i want to be this class so i want to focus on this is that okay um which you can kind of say yes or no to you can't um yeah you can't you can't just be like no shut up i've already got i'm the teacher sit down Um, shut up yeah and then there are like and you know and they, they have skills that they're like naturally good and bad at um and there are i've not looked into it properly yet but apparently there is like some sort of bonus for like pushing people to do stuff they're shit at, um, which is quite interesting. Um, so you can have someone who's like really obviously supposed to be a sword fighter, and you'd be like, "I want you to be a priest," um, and apparently that that sort of pays off in in interesting ways. Um, 
And it's just, it's got this perfect cycle between, so yeah, so every week you plan your lessons, then it gets to the end of the week and then you can like explore the monastery, um, which is, ba- it's just, it's, it's Hogwarts. It just is Hogwarts, <laughs> which is fine. Um, and uh, you can, you know, explore and like talk to people and go, like eat dinner with your students or invite them around for tea, which is weird. Um, and, you know, all those little quests you can pick up and then you can do like little skirmish battles um, or you can just get like, one of the other lecturers to do a guest seminar which is <laughs> okay so like you know if what like you know what like one of the other professors like might be like an amazing sword fighter and you're like right i've got like five kids here who want to learn about sword fighting so i'll just do a seminar and it like shows you like oh well if you pick this professor to do a seminar here's who's going to show up because they want to learn about the things that you know this this professor is good at um and yeah, it's it's just fascinating the way you, you just constantly cycle between this stuff and then actually doing battles. Yeah, I was going to ask about battles. So, like, the weapons yeah. triangle's gone in this game, isn't it? Yes, controversially, yes. Uh, so, has that, say, obviously, I've, I've only played Fire Emblem Heroes, but has the weapons hmm. triangle been in every Fire Emblem game? As far as I'm aware, yeah, until now. So, this, that sounds like a really um, massive change that they've made. It does. I, and I have to say, I've not really missed it. Um, <laughs> It hasn't really bothered me. It seems to be... So, yeah, basically, your melee weapons are, like, swords, axes, um, and, you know, lances. Um, and it just seems to be, like, well, swords are your all-rounder. Axes are more powerful but less accurate, and lances are, you know, less powerful but more accurate. Um, which is fine. Um, but the, I think the the way they, they sort of hope it, it mixes it up this time is that you now have all these, like... I think they're called like combat arts, which are just special abilities that you learn as you you improve with a certain weapon type. And then within that, you'll get abilities like so. Like I've got a couple of like sword users who have got an ability called axe breaker. So that using that then makes them better at you know um, killing like enemies that are wielding axes. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because the idea so, of the weapons triangles are like swords would a magic or something would get better against axes or so on and so forth there's always like if you're well i guess on the mobile versions yeah. like if you're like a certain color that was always better about a certain color but weaker against mm. one so it's, yeah yeah exactly it's just rock paper scissors basically yeah um sean are you playing this on like with permadeath and all that or nah no? fuck that noise i can't i i always like get a bit annoyed when people are like oh you should play it with permadeath or else it's not like, not really you're not really playing it yeah i'm with you on that i <laughs> yeah, because I I bounced off the, like the reason you know I've mentioned before I bounced off Awakening initially and then came back to it and really loved it. Part of that was just going, yeah, do you know what? Fuck off! I'm going to play on casual because I don't feel like I'm not playing the game properly because it's still bad when people you know die in the middle of a mission because it it completely puts you on the back foot for that mission and then and it means that character's not going to get half as much experience as they could have got and it's it's a pain in the ass so you're still doing everything you can to avoid a character you know getting to zero hp in the middle of a fight but it doesn't mean you want to reset the game every time it happens <laughs> like i mean uh, to be fair in in three houses they have added a essentially a do over button um so if like, if stuff goes wrong you can basically hit the button you can rewind like by like a number of of actions um which is good um but yeah like like i've not had many people fall in combat but those times that they have i've been really relieved that it's not like a total pain in the ass like especially so, because like 
Go on, No, no, yeah, okay. So, so permadeath, like, you are obviously characters will die and then that's it. And then you, yep. what, like, new players, new people join your team or to, like, well, you know, make up for the reduced of. numbers? How does it work? Not really. They, um, well, this is the thing, right? In the, the earlier Fire Emblem games, as far as I'm aware, the whole interesting thing was that, like, if characters died, they died and that was it. And the story would, like, work around it. Um, which was really interesting, especially like, you know, for the games being as old as they were. Whereas like in, so in like Awakening, if a character dies, they don't actually die. They just get injured and can't fight again, but they're still in the story, which is just seems like a bit of a cop out. Like it makes the system way less interesting to me, um, which is why I didn't really mind playing on casual. And as far as I can tell, it's the same here, but you can, you can recruit people from other houses but only like when your stats get to like a certain point. Um, so I, I mean, I'm ten hours in and I've not been able to recruit anyone yet. So okay. if people were just dying left, right, and center, I think I'd be screwed. There must be some way out of it because otherwise you could just totally screw yourself over in the, you know the first few hours and then just not be able to do anything. Um, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I've never never been a fan of the permadeaths stuff so so um, for me having never played a game like this you think i should mm. just go uh non-permadeath I, I mean yeah i would um as i say it, it depends how you think you can deal with the the stress of of like maybe losing people like if you're happy that like every time that happens you'd be like right okay well i need to rewind a few steps and, and rethink this fine um but but is that what i would do or would i just carry on with that person gone and i'll just have to move on oh no it, it's totally built so that you can rewind and, and oh, try can and you? fix okay. things yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah it's, it's not really like permadeath, is it well, well yeah this is the thing so i like i'd rather just turn it off hmm. and just well, how do you normally play as james these games sorry james, james is yeah. falling asleep no no, no, no james are you playing the game right now no, <laughs> no it's, uh, I play. I play the same as Sean. It's. Uh, I don't go for the permadeath because I find it very irritating. To be honest, it's. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I. I, can't, I cannot wait to. Uh, to get playing it as soon as. Um, yeah. yeah. Of course, have a game finished. I'll, I'll be all over it. Uh, and and yeah. you've obviously been aware having you this, week, this weekend, James. So I guess you're going to be. Is this going to be your game now for the next few weeks? I guess, James. Uh, probably. Yeah. Because I mean, I I started it up this afternoon for like I don't know about. 20 minutes but I've obviously no way in it so yeah this will be this it does the only thing I'll warn you about it does like really front load the Hogwarts shit like uh. you <laughs> like you literally you do like one fight and then it's like an hour of here's how the school works before you actually get to do another fight which mm-hmm. is really weird um but it's like it does it is worth it eventually um it's still a bit obscure in terms of like like I've been do- already had to like Google like how certain things work or where certain things are in the menus, um, but yeah, I mean other than that, I have like no complaints about it. Um, like I'm just absolutely like fully absorbed in it. I'm I'm enjoying it so much, and because it's not just like endless fights or it's just endless school shit. Like the balance between the two is spot on. I'm just I'm not getting fatigued with it at all because I'm just constantly doing yeah, something different. Every- another, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, do, do, do you think it. this game? Do you think this feels just like just another Fire Emblem game, but in a good way, or does it feel more like, say, like um, like a Pokemon Let's Go, where like you know, people said, well, this isn't a mainline Pokemon game. It's like a, it's it's mostly a Pokemon game, but with like quite substantial changes to make it a bit easier for larger audiences. Do you think this is that, or is this Fire Emblem as um, you've always known and loved it? 
neither i think like it's there's changes are substantial enough that you can't really just accuse it of being yet another fire emblem and yet like you can play it on on hard and with permadeath if you want um okay cool so like the the challenge is absolutely there if you want it and like and as i say the the systems with the whole sort of tuition thing as well as the combat itself are so deep um that like you can just spend forever just like tinkering with your team and figuring out like where you want them to all be um you know when they reach a certain level of, or whatever um and the whole you know like okay so yeah the you know the triangle weapon system is gone but you still need to like always be thinking about your positioning and like making sure you've got like melee characters at the front and then like magic users or you know um archers behind them or whatever and constantly like everyone's covering each other and and then you know, once you get into the relationships it's like well i want these two to have sex so i'm going to make sure they always stand next to each other in in fights um oh yeah because i remember you and james spoke about this when i was talking about hero a fire emblem heroes uh, you know uh, a couple of years ago whenever it was you were saying about in the other fire emblem games like if people were together on the battlefield that meant they had like better better connection yeah, or bonds between them yeah, yeah. Builds bonds, uh, yeah. so that's in this Which, as, well, you know, as well as as well as being a slightly creepy story element it does pay off in gameplay terms as well because yeah. the better relationship between two characters the more likely they are to like help each other out in fights so like you know, you could have a character that's about to die, but because someone that fancies them is stood next to them, they'll like dive in and like block the hit or whatever, and it's like properly exciting when it happens. This is why it was called uh, Awakenings because I remember by the time I got yeah. to the end of that, it's like my two, like I had several characters that were so close to each other, you could just mm. burn through anything basically. Yeah, you, <laughs> ba- you basically, it's like you've just got a series of like married couples just like yeah. swanning around the battlefield, just constantly like helping each other out and like joint attacking enemies and helping you know blocking. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's so good. And like the the drama of the way those little encounters play out is like still really excellent. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and is every Fire Emblem game in a different universe, or is there ever any? Is there ever any connection so. to other characters, think- or do they drop in, or is it like, or? Is oh no, it- they, they do. Um, so I know like a lot of the the games reference like Marth and stuff. Oh, I was going to mention from- Marth and like Roy yeah. and. Yeah, the people like the, the legendary yeah. heroes. As for, like as far as I can tell, this hasn't referenced the others. Um, but then I'm not like a massive um, Fire Emblem nerd, so maybe it has has reference stuff that I've just not picked up on it. Um, but yeah. Excellent. It's real good. It's, yeah. it's on the list, lads. <laughs> really? Oh, on, on, okay. on the list. Well, so far, I mean, I'm like 14 hours in and I, I, I basically just don't want to stop playing it. Um, Imagine if this one game I, of the year. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of, I've played more of the Outer Wilds. Um, I don't think I've got a huge amount to add other than still finding it really engaging. Like it's really fascinating just going back to old planets and suddenly finding like a new place to visit and then getting a bit more text that then explains like because the story is completely non-linear because you're just traveling around finding, you know, bits of writing and stuff. Like I'm like, I'm reading a lot of stuff that just makes no sense. And then suddenly I'll find one place that puts it all into context. I'm like, Oh fuck. Right. Okay. And that's why I saw this. And that's why this happened. Um, that's been really satisfying and yeah just i mean like every time i play it just something amazing happens that i have to stop playing like <laughs> like something that makes me feel sick or like properly just in in awe of how weird and brilliant it is um so yeah that, that's yeah i'm still cracking it's on with that. um but like the fact that fire emblem has like pulled me away from the outer wilds for like a bit um like really speaks to oh, i mean it speaks to how brilliant they both are like i'm properly like just wish i could play them both forever basically um what else a couple of short ones i've been back on beat saber um, oh yeah well because I, I i've been hijacking matt's account and playing on his but i figured it's 25 quid and i absolutely love it i should probably just buy it 
Um, so yeah, I've, I've bought my own copy now. Um, and Hang on. Sean, are you playing this on Oculus or on PSVR? Oh no, this is on PSVR now. Um, which is it's fine. Um, I, you know, I, yeah, the the wire is a thing, but obviously because the you know you know we've we've slagged off the move controllers but like for beat saber they're absolutely fine because all you're doing is, is waving them around yeah um and it's yeah proper good um like they recently added like three free songs which it, it's more edm stuff which you know as i've said i like it's not that i hate it it's just like that's what like 90 percent of the soundtrack is in the game um but like yeah, some of the songs are absolute bangers. So that's that's been really fun, and it's just it's a good little fucking workout as well. Oh, definitely, like, definitely is that yeah, yeah. Like half an hour on Beat Saber, like my arms are wrecked the next day. <laughs> the weird um, thing about Beat Saber is like, it's an amazing rhythm action game, uh, just mm. amazing fun. But also like mm. uh, for a music game, the, the soundtrack is not great. It's really unremarkable. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's like tracks I played more than others, and I would recognise them, but mm. I wouldn't be giving names. Like, and I'm sure if you're hammering this game, you, you would, but it's not. I definitely it's, it's an it's as instantly recognisable soundtrack. It after a while it sort of seems to sound quite samey. Well, because like most of the songs are by the same guy, right? I, I, I know it's got quite I a think. small sort of like yeah list of artists, yeah. but uh, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, when when like one of the best songs is that fucking League of Legends one, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a ve- it's very good fun that song. Um, but um, yeah, I, yeah. So I've just been like just doing like sort of twenty thirty minutes on that every night. It's been proper good. How far um, have you got in the campaign on that? I've barely touched the campaign, man. I'm just going to free play. Yeah, I got. I mean, I, even on me on like medium difficulty, I was getting quite stuck. I'm not sure what level I got to in it, but yeah, it's, I got yeah, hardly anywhere with that. <laughs> That's why I stopped playing it because I was just like, I'm really bad at this. I can do quite a few on hard, but there's a couple where yeah, I have to knock oh, really? it down to okay. normal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Beat Saber, it's wicked. Uh, yeah, and just very quick one. I felt I should talk a bit about House Flipper on account of the fact that I streamed it for nearly four hours last week. Four hours. <laughs> I um, couldn't watch it live, but then I came on like 11 o'clock briefly as I was making a cup of tea or whatever it was, or going to bed, and then you, were, it seemed like you were about to stop. And then in the morning, you said, oh, I shall stream another two hours after that. <laughs> you were about to go to bed, and that was like half 11 or 11 or whatever. Yeah, I was a, I was a weird old time. Um, this is a game, it's been out for like a year. I, I only recently heard about it and assumed it was new. It's really not. Um, it's a game where you buy shit houses and do them up and then sell them for profit. And uh, it's, <laughs> sorry, I hate but people to do that. But go on. No, I know, me too. But it turns out it's, it turns out it's really good fun. Um, so <laughs> it's, not, it's not for us people trying to buy a house, it's not. It's, it's no, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's gentrification to the extreme, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's great. It's really good. Um, so you, you start out just doing like odd jobs, but like you start out, you don't have enough to buy a house, and so you just it's like it's it's an interesting way of basically doing a tutorial because like eventually you're going to learn how to like you know do like a bit of plumbing and you know fit lights and switches and and a kitchen and stuff like that. Um, so to teach you the ropes, it'll just be like someone will give you a job where it's like one of my radiators is fucked please put a new one in so that's how you learn how to do radiators or or whatever um and then yeah and then basically you start like you go to buy your own house and initially the only ones you can buy it's like oh yeah this house has been on fire um someone definitely died in it although it doesn't say that um and you basically and you have to like and it's like you have to like everything's really hands-on you can't you don't just like 
click on things and they magically happen. So like you have to go around with a mop and clean. Everything. For some reason you can clean up fire damage with a with a mop, but whatever. Um, and then yeah, and it and it's just this weird mix of like sort of weirdly sort of meditative, repetitive actions combined with like a bit of like home design because obviously you can make things look the way you want and put in furniture and stuff. Um, you can put up posters of any image on your computer so i had the image of uh pool boy matt at uni <laughs> I saw uh, that. watching over my bed seeing <laughs> yeah. what i'm up to I saw that when you're doing um, your room tour towards the end yeah yeah and i put I put up a big photograph of me in the suit with my arms folded massive picture of frank side bottom as soon as you walk in the house um oh it was great it was so much fun and I, god bless them there was like 14 15 people still watching at one in the morning when, we, wow. <laughs> when i finally finished it um so yeah, thanks very much to everyone who watched that. It was it was surreal. Like I just like I really needed an early night that night as well, and I just <laughs> ended up because you know I was got to like eleven o'clock, and I was like I've just you know I just bought a house and like started. I was like, well, I can't stop now, but I'm sure I'll be done in like an hour. And then yeah, the next thing I knew, it was one a.m. Um, Are you going to go back and play again? The, well, I think I will. Yeah, because you know. So um, like at the moment, I'm juggling two game of the year contenders, and I'm still like, oh, but yeah, but should I just spend this evening doing up a house again? Because <laughs> that was quite nice. Um, so yeah, it, weirdly compelling. Um, I yeah enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it did seem quite a chill game. Quite, quite it was relaxing, I like quite it. like satisfying. To, yeah, to just I mean, do. maybe it's one of those that like it worked because I was streaming it. Like. Um, Maybe if I was to just play it on my own, I'd just maybe you know I'd have to like stick a YouTube video on or a podcast or something at the same time, like because it is like even though you're doing a lot, it's not like it's not intense at all. It's like really chill. Um, so I think probably I'd need something else to, like entertain me while I do it. But I think that would be a really nice time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was weird. Tenor that cost me. Brilliant. And, well and, and if you didn't watch Sean stream live, like the, the entire three hours, 46 minutes is on our YouTube channel. Just search yeah, for Yeah, if, if there's something us. wrong with you, go and watch that. Uh, yeah, if you want a nice chill thing to have in the Sean. background. Yeah. yeah. Buy it for a tenner and then sell it on for 70 later on. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what you need to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that is me this week. Um, who wants to go next? I don't mind. Okay, uh, I'll do it <laughs> as James. James was James was too busy playing a game and probably something else. Oh, I was um, waiting I, for you to jump in, Matt, because I thought you'd want to. So, James, are you playing Fire Emblem? I'm not playing Fire Emblem, of course not. Well, you're doing something. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. Mm. Whatever, mate. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I believe you. I might check the Switch online and see what James. I'm is already currently. checking. No, he's he's not been online for two hours. He's in the clear. He's fine. Your name is poised. Can you set offline mode on Switch? Uh, you can. can, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's done now, he? Of course yeah, you can, like, he says. Can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not getting caught out again. Um, no. Okay, yeah. I've been playing um, A Plague Tale Innocence. <laughs> I talked about this very briefly last week, because mm. I just started it last week. And um, I was actually, need to, I need to apologise to uh, Sean and James. I was late for tonight's pod, because I was desperately trying to get this game finished. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, I'm on up the penultimate chapter, and I was like, and I, I played... <laughs> just to be clear... I messaged these two basically explaining that I was having trouble getting the baby to sleep and stuff. I was like, I'm really sorry, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. And Matt was like, yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm running late as well. And just left it. (laughs) So I was like, oh, Matt Matt must have some like bad shit going on as well. He must have some personal (laughs) things he's he's got to deal with. I was sitting here from 8 o'clock. I was just sitting here waiting. Playing the video games. Mm. 
Well, you didn't so see because Sean said it was late, and I said, "Okay, brilliant." Sean, I was like, when, he, when that message came through, I was like, "Thank God, I've my chance is doing this now." <laughs> um, but I didn't. I was up like because re- I like, I was away on this weekend, and um, mm-hmm. so I could be like six and a half hour drive yesterday home and I oh, did nice. that silly thing where you like well I'm really knackered anyway uh, it's been a busy weekend and I'm big drive so I have a couple of coffees and then I got <laughs> home and I was still like wired uh, and then yep. I was like it was like basically I was up to 2 o'clock in the morning last night because I couldn't sleep and I was like I might as well just keep play- playing through Plague Tale and I was like mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to get it done De- I just need to get it done for the pod I need to get it done for the pod and uh, even doing that and playing before tonight I, I'm, I'm like a Put like a chapter and a bit away from the end, which is really annoying. Anyway, uh, a Plato instance. Um, I, 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 I'm really, I've, I've really, really massively enjoyed this game. I mean, I'm, I'm right near the end, so I think I can pretty much talk from a, from, um, from a good place. Um, yeah, so it, it's basically this action adventure stealth game. The obvious, um, comparison is The Last of Us. Um, mm. and it feels quite Last of Us, but also it feels like a double A game. And it's uh-huh. amazing what I've done. Like graphically, it it looks absolutely gorgeous in in parts. Considering this, this isn't a AAA game. It's not a massive franchise from Sony or or someone else. Mm. Naughty Dog. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's a studio. I mean, I, I think last week you might mention it is quite a tiny studio. I've actually since looked, and actually I think they've mm. they, they've like beefed up um, a lot a lot okay. maybe maybe since. But basically, it's like um, it's a Sobo studio. And before this, this is their first sort of original IP. Before that, they were doing like um, like licensed games, be Ratatouille game, did like a Toy Story game, mm-hmm. maybe like a Cars game. But this is their first original game. You play as this girl called uh, Amicia, and she's basically looking after her brother. Her brother has this uh, something basically involving him and his blood, and that links to the plague uh, that's currently happening. It's all like France in like the 1300s, so the plague's about. But your mm. brother uh, is is, is clearly, clearly very key to what's happening. Uh, he, he um he, he's incredibly poorly. He's been poorly all his life, and although your brother and sister, um, the sisters never really hung out with a brother because her mum has been like you know looking trying to look after him and keeping him sort of sheltered, you know to to to, to try and get him better really. So, um, the 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 first moment you meet, I, I, everything's fine, but it very quickly goes wrong, and then it's just you two, uh, and it's a really interesting relationship because although you are brother and sister, uh, because they don't know each other, it's more like um it's more like a parent or guardian or maybe mm-hmm. like you know you're looking after someone's kid it's like it's quite it's quite a weird relationship at the beginning because they don't know each other and like the, the kids just being a bit like boisterous and a bit naughty at points um and but it's really fascinating really excellent how that relationship develops um into something that's not not just two strangers who are who, who, are, mm. who are meant to be family but actually if it, it, yeah the, the, there's a real bond that develops and the writing is absolutely fantastic throughout uh throughout this game Matt, did you change the language in the end, or did you? I did, stick- yeah, yeah, yeah. So last week you mentioned about you can, yes. Yeah, so that's the first thing I did after uh, when I first started playing. Yeah, so I played it all in French language with English subtitles, which is really fascinating. I have never done that before. I can't. Well, I guess I played um, the original Shenmue in Japanese, but that's because it was Japanese. But um, I've never changed the la- changed the language in a game to have like in, in its native language. But it was really excellent. It really added to the atmosphere, I think, of the game. Um, mm. I had a couple of issues with it because you obviously have the subtitles of the person who's talking currently on screen. But there's lots of points where both you, Amicia, and your brother. Uh, so there's two lines of dialogue and then suddenly you might be overhearing conversation with someone else and a couple of points I actually like lost lines in the dialogue because the subtitles are so quick 
because right, something left yeah. there. And there's basically is only like essentially showing two lines of dialogue at once. But when it's you two having a conversation and then someone else comes in, you're like, I was, yeah, I, I thought that was a bit of a shame at points. But yeah, playing in French language, it, 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 I think it really, really helps, really, really helps the atmosphere. The gameplay is, um, it's quite basic in many ways. It feels almost like a 360 like or maybe earlier like a sort of stealth game in that you're trying to navigate tons of these different environments or all of which look gorgeous and to do that you're going into tall grass you're maybe like throwing a um amicia so has got this sling which you can use to chuck rocks at like um armor like basically these big sort of wooden boxes of armor you, you chuck a rock at that and that makes a noise uh, a guard goes the opposite way, and you sort of run behind them. It's it's quite mm. basic in that regard, but but, yeah. but it's no, no less fun for it. It's still it's still it's still just fun and and well made, even if uh, it does sort of feel like it's a, quite a basic stealth game. Um, what I did like is that there's very very little combat in it. So many sort of games, I feel like I've been ruined. Oh, because now it's like now it just changes. Now you're shooting a thousand dudes. Mm. And this doesn't do that. There's a, there's a, there's two boss battles where obviously it's, it has to change. But apart from that, it's that, that um, there's no real combat. It's really just you navigating the environment, going through the story as you're trying to basically avoid combat, avoid enemies. Uh, because uh, when an enemy sees you, it's one hit, one hit kill. So you can't really. Right. So well, when they catch you, they can see yeah. you, and you can obviously throw them uh, throw them off guard and lose them uh, if someone sees you. But if if they get you, it's it's one hit kill and it's game over. Um, was that frustrating at all? Did you find? Um, no, not really. I mean, like, it's a really, really quick restart. The, the, I had a couple of frustrating bits. Not, not, not when them finding me specifically. Well, I guess it is related to that. It's more like um, basically there was a couple of bits where I felt like I didn't know what I was doing, and I basically had to die to sort of work out what the next stage was. Um, I talked to other people and like they don't have that issue, so maybe it's just me being rubbish. But there's a couple of bits. I'm like, am I just supposed to keep failing until I work out what the real solution is? Uh, the, there is some like super minor puzzles, mostly involving light, because um, the thing I haven't talked about is all the rats. Um, there are thousands and thousands of rats as you make <laughs> your way through um, through 13th century France, and they're they're obviously an enemy because they um, that they, they hate the lights. So if you set things to light, that the rat the rats sort of go away because I don't like that, but that also means that if, say, like an enemy is holding uh, something that's lit, uh, to, so, so they can see where they're going, if you can just if you can extinguish that, the rats can can go get them. So you're both using the rats, you're, you're both trying to escape them, but also you can use them um, a, 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 as a tool or weapon in your arsenal mm. as well. That sounds like uh, Dishonored. And, you could do that in Dishonored, which was yeah, if I've you never took Dishonored no, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you took the like the like sort of more violent path, you could use rats for a lot of things, and it was it was very effective. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this game it, it it can be incredibly incredibly sort of gory and and I mean I, it, uh, rats don't scare me and like sort of that sort of stuff doesn't really bother me but like there, there are points where you see like well, what looks like thousands of rats on the screen and you can send them towards a guard and they get basically eaten alive and you hear a lot of screams James so I'm sure you'll be a big fan of this game actually yeah but I don't <laughs> like rats that much I had to kill one in Shanghai oh, once it was horrible oh, well, you don't like <laughs> them because yeah. you because you're scared of them or you just don't. I just don't like him. It's wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can we hear the rat killing story, please? Well, no, it was yeah. it was horrible because it was. What did it you was. ring its neck? No, I didn't. I hit it with a shoe, <laughs> but it was. Um... <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> yeah, what oh, was you, bad? You tread on it, like no, no, no. What did tread on it? Are you joking? They're huge. When it's it like, <laughs> like you had a little slipper. <laughs> no, what it was bam. was because this was just after Rachel had been born, and we were right. living in this not very nice apartment like in Shanghai, mm-hmm. and it was quite close to the dump. And there were nice. lots of light. I mean, we were on, like, what was it, the fourth floor? 
Like, we were quite right. high up. And yeah. one night, I was sleeping in the other room because I had to go to work the next day and, you know, crying baby, all that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. Chen came in and she just said, there's a burglar, like, or something, like, in the ha- yeah. like, in the apartment. So mm-hmm. I woke up and, like, went into the room where this noise was coming from. And, like, at the end, there was, like, these curtains where there was, like, the window. And so I, like, pulled the curtains back really fast and... There was nothing there apart from a big rat that then ran, like it like ran across and then ran like underneath like our uh, what's it called our uh, sofa like that was in the room, yeah. and it turned out that the noise she was hearing was this rat was under the sofa like gnawing at it and making all this Ugh. noise and it was disgusting. So in the end, we had to like hit it with a shoe and then I chucked it out the window. And because I'm imagine that's what James would have done even if it was a burglar. Well, no, because it was like it was concussed Bang, off across I the mean, back of the head and then way out the window. It was horrible Done. because I never realised like how they could climb up walls like that either. I mean, that was the, the really freaky bit was when they when it climbed <laughs> up the wall and then I think I concussed it. And then I chucked it yeah. out the window. But then you, like, you concussed it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't knock it out. It's like it's got concussion. So yeah. probably yeah. a few days lying down. Um, but no, but I chucked it out the window. But, it, the but window. In, the, in the next morning, I went down there and it had gone. So I assume like a cat got it or something. <laughs> so hang on, he's fine. The rat had gone. Home. Yeah, the rat had gone. But there was a car that had a massive dent. It basically like as a, as a write-off <laughs> downstairs. It was, it was horrible. It was, it was not a nice experience at all. I just don't like no. rats. Yeah. So, so just to clarify, you don't think the rat? You think the rat was still alive as it was flying through the air from the fourth floor? Well, almost certainly, the fool killed it, but it was still gone. So I'm assuming a, a local cat had got it, like at the end. You know, a like, local uh, cat. Yeah. Well, because there was tons cat. of cats there as well, like just like local around cats the neighborhood. operating in the area. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> local cat. man. Well, I'm glad we've turned this trauma into an entertaining experience. For it was not listeners. entertaining. It was horrible, but yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, anyway, the, the rats are fantastic in this. Um, yes, and uh, yeah, the, the the way they act and the way you can use them um, for, for your own devices is brilliant. Yeah, I, I think uh, the writing's excellent, graphically is excellent, and um, it's. I mean, I've, I heard it's like an eight to ten hour game. This is probably taking me close to like twelve to fifteen, maybe. Okay, I think it says like thirteen on the, on the Xbox app, but um, and I haven't quite finished. But yeah, if you are saying this like a, a simplistic game, it, it's not. It's not. You know, hugely innovative, but also there's no levels, there's no, you know, there's no uh, pass, there's just, there's no in-app purchase. It's just like, play a simple, nice game with like, really fantastic writing, looks gorgeous, loads of atmosphere. Um, yeah, I, I really recommend it, actually. Uh, I'm, I cool. was really glad I wasn't able to finish it before, um, before the pod, but I'll have that done probably after we record this so I can maybe talk a little bit more, probably not next week. But yeah, um, hmm. I, I'm really enjoying it. And I knew nothing about it apart from when people started saying, oh, this game's all right. And then it seems to come out from yeah, nowhere. It was, yeah, it was one of those that I've been intrigued by because people recommending it, it wasn't just like, hey, this is good, you should play it. It was people being like, I know you are going to skip this and I hate you for it. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was everyone, everyone was like, do not ignore this because it's really good. And I know it's, it's just got the whiff of a game that people will be like, ah, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm going to, I can't be bothered. And 
yeah, it's like no, go out of your way to play this. Yeah, um, and, and like, so um, I, 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 like I said, I haven't finished it yet, but but I really hope there will, there will, there's going to be more a Plague Tale stories because it's a really fantastic yeah. like universe and the characters that 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 that, uh, that are in this game are great and I love to see more. Like if this is an example of you know this is obviously their, their first Asobo's first original game, so mm. I love to see more writing from this team and and more characters in this universe or maybe another one, but. Yeah, yeah, I've been really, really impressed. Um, so I, I definitely recommend it. I mean, I when I heard it's um is like a young, you know, sister, young, yeah, with like a sort of a, I don't know, I don't know how old he is, maybe five, six, seven year old brother. I was like, oh no, mm. it's, it's a child in peril all over it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been fine actually with this. There's a couple of moments where. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was less than fine, but still, it, it's, it's bad to say, but still nothing as bad as uh, Detroit, um, and and some other games where it's like really really affected me. But um, yeah, I, I I recommend this for sure. Cool, good. James, what you got? I've got a couple of things actually, because um, I yeah. I played like a couple of like short games while I was away, because I was you know like when you don't really want to mm. start anything because Fire Emblem's coming out, and so mm. I wanted some short stuff, so. I've always been interested. You know that the okay, it's called a normal lost phone. You know these these games, mm. and yeah, so yeah. The, these are kind of like puzzle kind of games in a sense that are like narrative adventures. And they came out on like iOS and Android like quite a long time ago. But then they also got I've never heard of these games. Really? Okay. Yeah. So they got Switch released recently, and they were cheap in an eShop sale. Like they were about three quid. Like they were not really very expensive. And mm. as I said, I've been meaning to play them, but I don't. I don't play games on mobile very much because I'm weird like that now and I just wanted to play it on a console instead and they work great on the Switch because you can hold the console like vertically and then use the touch screen and so it does okay. feel like oh, you're holding you? a massive phone yeah which is oh, I mean, if, if you want Don to Don Jolly can... style yeah exactly yeah it's, it's huge and really and it makes you realise how thick like the, um, the, th- the the Switch is but you can also play it on TV as well but it would kind of feel like you're defeating the point of doing that because it's like it does feel quite nice to have it in your hands and it like operates like a phone. So the main conceit of the game, of both of these games, because I played two of them, I played a normal lost phone and another lost phone. And they're both kind of, I don't know, how do I put this? So what it is, I mean, you found a phone and you read like the text messages on the phone and the emails and the notes and stuff. And then you have to kind of like piece together like how or why the phone was lost or discarded and like what the story is of the person that sort of lost it. And there's like a whole bunch of like sort of relatively simple puzzles. Like you kind of figure out, like you do stuff like you have to figure out like the Wi-Fi password so you can connect to the internet so that you can then like re-download like new email and stuff like that. And you work that out by like reading through emails and stuff where they give you hints as to like, oh, it's the zip code for, you know, this um this area, like in the US, and then you just type it in and then it works. And or you maybe you need to like open a password protected file. So you like go through like you know, someone's like text messages and you can find out that it's like someone's birthday or something like that is the, the date. And most of them you can kind of figure out by being observant, like about the dates and like, times and messages and stuff. But there's a couple of times when I was like, I have no idea. There's, I don't know what this can be. So I did like look up like a couple of them, which I felt bad about because it kind of, you know, obviously it defeats the point of it. And but then some of them I looked at, it, I thought I don't think I'd ever ever have got that. That was quite difficult, like how that how yeah. that came about. But. Each of them kind of tells an interesting story of things that I think are generally not covered very much in video games, like both both of the stories. And I don't want to say, I'm not even going to want to say what the topics are because then it will completely ruin what it is. Because the whole point mm-hmm. is, is that as you're playing it, it gradually unfolds what this is about. 
And if you mm-hmm. know what it's about, it will really ruin that, like that sort of. Because what it does so well that I thought was really cool is that you're because you're reading the messages, you're often reading them sort of out of order chronologically because they're meant to be paired with other information that you find later, which is like set to the different, you know, like at a, you know in a different location on the phone, and it does a really good job of. Not making like it's not that it makes the earlier messages make sense, but it gives them a different spin so that you look at them in a different way, and they kind mm. of have a different meaning compared to what you thought they meant in the beginning. And that I think that's I mean that's quite good writing. You know, the writing for that was 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 really good. And I mean, I, out of the two stories, I preferred the first one, which was for the um, a normal lost phone. And there was like aspects of it where I I mean I've, I keep thinking about it actually after I finished playing it, where I was just you know thinking thinking I mean. I wouldn't say it like, changed my perspectives on anything, but it made me think about things like more, which I thought was um, which mm-hmm. was pretty good. But I mean, if either of you played any, any of these, I mean, Matt, you said you haven't. I haven't. No, no. But it I does say it sounds really fascinating, actually. Do you know? Yeah, you don't know the twists so. or anything, do you? Uh, I know this. nothing about these games. I think I know. I think I know the twist in the first one, but yeah. right, okay. Yeah, if if you know the twist, it's maybe not as good. Maybe not, but then also it'd be still interesting to see how it all like unfolds. But I mean, also these are not long either. You can do them in like just over an hour or two, like an hour or two hours or whatever. It's it's and you mm-hmm. can like pick it up and sort of you know play again whenever you want. I mean, yeah. after you're done with them, there's not really a reason to go back and do it again. I don't think because there's no branching stories or anything like that. It's really just sort of decoding like a, a story, you know, based on what you get. And but I still I would recommend I th- I still think these are worth playing especially because I think they are interesting stories which I mean as I said I can't speak for whether they're like accurate or not but I I mm-hmm. felt impacted by them I thought they were good so cool yeah depends what other people think um, and then the other game I played was another one another game which is very similar but quite functionally different which was bury me my love and mm-hmm. I know you know about this Sean but you've not played it right yeah I've I've bought it okay. um, but yeah just not got around to playing it yet. So this is also another sort of like phone game in the sense that you are interacting with the Switch in the same way that I was with the other ones where it's like you could put it in like in like vertical mode and that and use it as if it is a phone. And hmm. it's slightly different. It tells the story of a woman trying to escape Syria and make it into Europe. And Oh also- yeah, I remember this being I had to get announced last year. And yeah. yeah, it looked fantastic actually. So what it is mm. is you're like you're having a like a WhatsApp conversation basically with like with her as and you're like her partner like going and like with where she's going and everything, and mm. it, what it is is there's no I mean there's much less interactivity in the sense that there's no puzzles or anything like that. It's just mm. a narrative with occasional branching paths. So okay. you know you choose and what what's interesting about that though is that I mean she will often ask you for advice like you know what what do you think you should do or like how are you feeling about something but she doesn't always follow what you say anyway so even if like you think it's a bad idea to do whatever she'll call you back later and it'll turn out that she's got ahead with it anyway you know and then but then you can react to that like you know sort of give like you know with your annoyed or you know with your understanding or that kind of stuff and I mean one of the things with this is. On the Switch, it does have some technical problems. I mean, it frequently crashed mm. uh, when I was oh. choosing. And it was quite frustrating because it's like when you choose some dialogue paths, it just always crashed, like every single time. Oh. And so it kind of forced me to then choose other options I didn't really want to go for, but then I kind of had yeah. to. And I mean, I'm not saying this doesn't happen constantly, but it happened to me twice, like during the during the whole thing. Yeah, um, and especially in such a narrative focused game, that must be really jarring. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's still stuck at version 1.0 as well. So I don't think right. it's been updated, and probably by this stage, I doubt. Because well, it's it's not a it's not a new game, is it? It's no, just, 
it's been out on other things for a while, so yeah. But yeah, it just seems to yeah have some problems with that. But then the other thing that this doesn't have that the mobile version does have is that do you remember when Matt, do you remember when the Apple Watch came out? There was all those games like Lifeline that came out. Do you remember those? Yeah, I played Lifeline. It's great. Yeah, so it's the one where it, like you get messages basically during the day, and it's like you're mm. playing along. This worked the same way actually. It had the same okay. sort of function whereby you would like it's quite cool. Like you know, you send a, a message to her, and then maybe you'll have to wait like quite some time until you get a response. So it like builds the tension. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, the Switch version doesn't do that, obviously, because yeah. it doesn't have that kind of feature. So what happens is after you finish like a conversation, that it will like bring up like a black screen with the time, and then like the time will like wind forward. And it's like mm-hmm. I feel it's it's kind of lost something a bit with that because yeah. you perhaps lose some of the tension. I think it's um, which is maybe a bit of a shame. I also know. I mean, I'm, I'm aware that this has also got like a lot of endings. There are there are many like possible ways for things to go, and mm. I've heard that things can go really badly. Um, you know, and I was going to say. It, I mean, the title of the game suggests as much. Well, no. Yeah. See, I was reading about that because I said it's not actually meant that way, and it's supposed okay. it's supposed to mean. Uh, I hope that um, I die before you or something like that. It's it's kind of like it's trying to it's supposed to be in like a loving way of like right, um, okay. you know that's it's like bury me you know my love you know sort of yeah, I yeah, hope yeah. that you outlive me you know this kind of thing it's that's right, kind yeah, of the thing yeah, yeah. okay so it's but there are as i said there is apparently sort of horrific things that happen in it as well because it is trying to sort of show sort of the reality for people that have gone through this sort of experience and mm. i mean one of the things i thought was really good about it is it, it just i mean i i didn't see any of that is the problem because I I got quite a positive ending like with this, and although I've heard things can go badly, I don't feel like I want to go back and try and experience that. Because yeah, I've... let's see how we can make this worse. Like. Yeah, well that's the thing <laughs> yeah. is I I felt like I got the ending that I felt I'd earned that ending that I got, and I felt this mm-hmm. is the ending this character is going to get, and. Yeah, I didn't feel, and also you can't like fast forward anything either. So you'd have to like go back and watch all the same dialogue all over again and try and figure out like the different paths. And right. I, I didn't fancy really going through that. But it is an interesting experience, though, particularly giving like this perspective on what is like something which is incredibly grueling and awful. Like you can't even yeah. imagine, you know, like, having to go through something yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I I recommend having a look, but maybe trying the mobile version rather than the Switch one because yeah. it gives that extra element to it as well and uh, probably doesn't crash uh, quite as much as this one does. And that's that. Mm. Cool. And I've got two other just short, quick hits, which was I mm-hmm. played Castlevania because that was also on discount. You know, they're the, the collection. <laughs> the original. Yeah, yeah the, the collection that came out on Switch. You know, they oh, had right, the... Yeah, um, yeah. So I played through the first one of those. I mean, it's still terrific, I think. It's a bit really difficult without save states. I'm going to play Simon's Quest next, which I've never played. So that oh, I've cool. heard that that's a bit of a mess in terms of like it's supposed to be very good, but then the translation's awful and it's not clear and all that kind of thing. So figure that out. And then I've also played Doom because um, it was cheap and it's Doom and it's still great. And the only, I mean, the only things that I'd say I'm not so pleased about is the controls aren't configurable at all. So you oh. can't you can't change the speed of the sticks or anything like that, which is okay. But then. It's funny because I don't think I would have noticed, but somebody on the Romark forum like said, "Oh, the 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 sticks are too twitchy. You know, it's like too sensitive." And I yeah. think if somebody hadn't have said that to me, I don't think I would have noticed it. But then now mm-hmm. that's kind of in my head, and I do feel they're a bit too twitchy, <laughs> which is kind of annoying. And one of the things that Andy Hamilton said on Twitter, which I do actually fully agree with, is this idea mm-hmm. about 
you know, people seem to have this idea now that Doom is like this sort of ultra-fast experience, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like this ultra-fast, violent experience, and he was saying it's not, and I think, I agree, I don't think this was intended to be this. It is It is a horror mm. game with, like, monster yeah, yeah. closets and scares, and I think you're supposed to sort of, I think you are supposed to sort of play it quite, not slowly, but deliberately, like, sort of going through it, you know, to sort of um, to well, get through stuff. Well, this is it, like, when, when Doom 3 happened, loads of people were like, oh, what the fuck is this? And it's like, no, this is what they would have made yeah. if they had the the means to do so and yeah, yeah. Like, I mean yeah. I'd say that the whole the speed stuff I think that just comes from multiplayer it comes from the multiplayer scene yeah. and how that's how people were playing it in deathmatch because obviously that was yeah. like the um you know the, the big thing and it's like that became embedded in people's minds that that's like that's yeah, how you play like, the you, game you you can sprint around yeah. but it's not a good idea unless you're really good at the game like yeah, yeah it's not advisable but it's still it's still good. I mean, the music's a bit weird. Um, I think I read somebody was saying it. There's a bit. It's a bit off for some reason. It's, yeah, it's like slowed down slightly or something. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it sounds a bit odd. Weird. But, um, but apart from that, it's still great. I mean, it's still Doom, isn't it? So yeah, I probably yeah. will play through it again because I've done that many times and it, it's it's brilliant. Cool. Do either of you have any interest in getting this, or presumably not? I mean, it's cheap. I'm probably probably not. <laughs> um, it's not. Yeah, like I obviously it's classic and always will be. Um, personally, no great need to play through it again, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't even played the original, but I have no interest in really going back to it. Oh, um, you probably should, man. Matt, you should oh, if yeah. you've not played the original. You should because it's a good game. Mm. I mean, it's yeah. like design-wise, it's fantastic. Like you know, yeah. the map design, everything is it's really good. And like people still go on about the super shotgun in. Was it called the super shotgun in Doom Two, or was it just double yeah. barreled? I can't remember. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was yeah, it was a double barrel shotgun, but it, it kind yeah, of yeah. broke the game like a bit. I it think, did, and but, but like yeah. people still talk about how good that gun felt, and it still does. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> the sound design and the feel of it and everything are just absolutely spot on. Yeah, well, yeah, um, just the regular uh, shotgun. Is it, it's three quid, isn't it? On um, yeah, Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. Although you have to log in with a Bethesda account, which forget yeah, I mean, it. That, that makes that. it. Yeah, that, just forget it. Yeah, load of shit. Fuck that. Yeah, and that's it. That's all I played. Cool. Um, emails then. Okay. Uh, if you want to email us, it's podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. Tom Durbin has written in. He says, uh, "Good evening, you magnificent specimens." That's weird, isn't it? It's. I don't think of that. <laughs> it says recently I've been losing myself in the wonderful Slay the Spire. It ticks all my boxes as a fan of both roguelikes and deck builders, and it hits the proverbial nail on the head on both counts. But I almost didn't play it. From the trailers and gameplay videos I saw, it looked ugly and uninteresting. And it's only thanks to being on Xbox Game Pass that I ever gave it a shot. My question is this: Is there a game you judged by its cover but actually loved after giving it a try? Uh, then it says, "P.S. James should definitely stream Magic: The Gathering." Yes, James, we are going to do that. I swear to God. I know I I initially said we should do a stream where I teach you how to play it, and then I realised the game has tutorials. Yeah. Um, So no, it'll just be a stream of us playing Magic the Gathering. Well, no, you probably should still teach me, because the tutorials won't mean anything to me. I mean, it's... (laughs) No, uh... you'll be fine, honestly. Um, Although I was talking to Chris Ban about this, and he pointed out that you will definitely cheat and look at the stream so that you can see what cards I've got. I so I'll have to like I'll have to like engineer yes you had. I'll have to like engineer a way to like cover up my cards at the bottom of the screen. Um but no, I think we should, I think we should totally do that. That'll just be such a nice, like relaxed stream. You say that'd be great. But it's like are they roguelikes though? No, and, no, no, no. Magic Magic the Gathering is just a straight up like player versus player card game. 
See, I'm not a fan um, of either roguelikes or deck builders, so this this is what I'm worried well, about. Yeah, the thing you don't you don't have to, it's just not roguelike, and you don't yeah, have to build a deck. Roguelike. You can just you use could. a pre-made one, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, but yeah, all right, maybe um, we'll do yeah, that. It's like, so yeah, it's, it's like the spy. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely right. It doesn't look great. I know I, I was um, recommending it um, a few weeks back, um, but yeah, a lot of the artwork is like deviant art level, <laughs> which I know is a really horrible thing to say because a professional worked on that game and probably worked really hard on it. But I'm sorry, it doesn't look amazing. Um, to actually answer the question, uh, I'm trying to think something I thought looked like shit. I mean, uh, the biz by Chris Stevie. <laughs> Um, while we're talking about streams. I mean, that has no artwork. It is just purely text-based and the sound effects are bad. And were it not for the fact that it was made by Chris Evie, I would not have spent more than two minutes with it. Um, and I only persevered because it was by him and ended up like really loving it. Um, but like, yeah, aesthetically, that it, like it's, it's actually quite jarring. Like the sound effects, you know, well, if you can call them that. Um, a sort of all weirdly like atonal and 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 odd. Um, it's actually quite unpleasant to listen to and look at. Um, but yeah, it's a brilliant game because it's the the writing and the the weird way it simulates you know managing yourself as a musician is just really fascinating. You guys got any? Uh, I mean, I can't think of something where I've like seen the cover and you know judged it. I'm sure it happens all the time, and I'm probably missing out loads of games. But I'm, if I think about, it like, doesn't bad... literally mean the cover. I think it just means. Yeah, as in judging a book by its cover, like yeah, I took yeah. it literally though. I was thinking like, okay. how bad was like the Halo Three front cover? It's like it's Halo. You got all that amazing universe, and you've got like some dude with a gun on the front. It's like it, that's like a two minute Photoshop job. I, I still hate the the box art to Fire Emblem Three Houses. By the way, um, the really? Lester Lights guy is, is very clearly just upside down. Um, but yeah. yeah, he is. Well, no, I mean, like he is, and the, the graphic is upside down. Well, I guess his hair is. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what uh, I mean. They've just taken a picture of him, and just went, eh, just flip it. It's fine. Well, no, because his hair is dangling down. I give him that's that, just what his hair looks like. Or maybe he's just maybe. got he's just got weird I hair. I like yeah. the box actually. I think it's all right. I think mean, it's kind of nice. Well, um, I think it's rubbish. <laughs> Let's fight. <laughs> I mean, there are there are like, like okay, I'm gonna get pelts for this, but like Undertale, I know people like that. Oh no, that's fair enough. I hate I the way look Undertale think, looks. I <laughs> no, I can't. I, I'm, I'm sure it'd be amazing, but I just I don't look at that. And I, <laughs> no, it, that doesn't answer the question. That's a game you thought looked shit and then didn't play it. That's not <laughs> always after. Well, I've answered the question twice now. I haven't answered it. What's the question, <laughs> you, Matt? You have to give the standard answer of Days Gone. I mean, that's what we say for all of these questions of like what was something that looked rubbish yeah, or whatever. Because no, you the both thought wrong. that looked good and you both enjoyed it. That <laughs> doesn't answer the question either. Yeah. What is, a, what is this question? <laughs> <sighs> Should we just move on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for the question, Tom. Uh, let's go on to the yeah. It's. I tried, at... Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I asked it twice, though, Tom, to be fair. I just. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, James yeah, answered it a third time, all wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's at Computer Game Pod if you want to tweet us a question. Um, six Grid at Six Grid underscore Games on Twitter on the subject of drifting joysticks. And since this seems to be a problem with the Switch and the revised PS4 joypad, which company's console do you think will still be playable in twenty years on the basis of hardware quality alone? <laughs> None of the ones uh, we're currently yeah. using at the moment. I mean, yeah, not the Switch. Um, Definitely not the Switch. I've I mean, got obviously... a controversial answer. Oh, go on. The 360. I, um, I well, it tried... It depends um, which no, one, doesn't I'm it? I'm being serious. 
I tried to kill my 360 because the HDMI port stopped working. And I was like, I had a component cable, but I was like, oh, you know, like the Red Ring of Death thing, like people can look at that console the wrong way and it'll get Red Ring of Death. <laughs> so I looked into how you do it. I wrapped it. I had it. I turned it on, obviously, that, that's step one. I, um, I put Q-tips in like the fans at the back to stop what? the fans working. What? And I wrapped... Yes. And, and oh, I you did the it. towel trick. And I wrapped Just it in the- towels. Fuck. Okay, go on. Overnight, <laughs> overnight, nothing. That thing is like that. I could not kill it. That's like so. It was all my like, wrapped in towels, and it had like things stopping the fans from working. Still alive, yeah. couldn't kill it. So my three sixty definitely is a thing that probably still be working. I could drop so that thing off a building. You were risking like a house fire or something <laughs> to try and do this. That's insane. Um, that is insane, Matt. Yeah, it does sound insane actually. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, what, what made me laugh about the towel trick is I actually heard people insist that this was a way of fixing the red ring of death. Oh, really? you, you, ever, you ever come across that? No. You yeah. know, people insisting that if you had, if you got an RROD, yeah, wrap it in a towel and it kind of melts it back into place. Melts it. <laughs> melts it back it into place. It was supposed to reseat it, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Allegedly, some people had limited success with it. I I'm bet. not convinced. Um, Maybe house fires. I mean. Yeah, obviously, you know, this isn't... It's it's easy to sort of sound like you're slagging off the build quality of modern consoles. Obviously, they're way more complicated than they used to be. So, you know, it's all very well being like, well, I've got a NES that still works. It's like, yeah, because it's really simple in comparison. Um, and so, yeah, it, like I'm not having a go at the build quality of modern consoles. But yeah, there's there's... There's moving parts. The Obviously, the lasers go on the disk drives. Um the hard drives as well will will die one day. I, I don't think I've ever seen a hard drive that lasts twenty years. I don't think any of them are, are built to, um, to be honest. Um, so they'll go as well. Um, what I like the DS. I mean, that had cartridge instead of disc. Like, or, or, or was that faulty? And you know, I just don't remember any stories. No, that was, DS, that was quite I mean, it's durable. got the it's got yeah, it's got the hinge, hasn't it? They just yeah. used to snap. Oh, oh yeah, yeah crack, didn't they? Used to get like hinge cracking on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, two two DS. Unless they 2DS. Oh, I'll tell you yeah. what. Yeah, the, the 2DS redesign, that's that's a solid machine, that is, because Rachel's got that and dropped it tons of times and it's absolutely <laughs> fine. No problems with it. Um, Yeah, I mean... The original Xbox One is an absolute beast. Um, I mean, I don't... I mean, is, yeah, the bits fair. on the inside, who knows, but... <laughs> well, yeah, a, it's big and it's heavy. Therefore, that's it's a probably fine. Um, yeah, I mean, like, are we allowed to like replace hard drives and stuff over time? Probably not, right? No, that's that's cheating. Um, and then you're going to get to like the you know the ship of Theseus stroke sugar babes debate. But oh yeah, if you, repl- if you replace all the component parts, is it still the same thing? Um, <laughs> oh, Shaboyne. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Basically, yeah, I'm I'm not confident about any of the the like the modern ones. I mean, I've got a couple of Game Boy Micros that are still absolutely banging. Mm. Um, the battery on them seems to have lasted really well as well. Um, but um, yeah, the the biggest thing I remember, like, if I didn't play my Saturn for a couple of years or just put it away in loft, is like the only thing I had to replace was the lithium battery. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that went straight away, didn't it? That, that was yeah. also really annoying in the Dreamcast as well. You know, for those VMUs, how the VMUs, yeah, yeah, those the batteries, v, yeah. you know, they were just yeah. like. Not good. No, no. Um, uh, so yeah, I, 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 there's, there's nothing I can think of from recent years that I'm like fully confident will survive. See, the next I don't 20 know. Years. Actually, thinking about it, I think my original launch Xbox probably will because those yeah. things were built very solidly, even though they're mm. terrible. 
like in terms of like what's inside and everything, but they had all like those like the for the for the, you know to stop them from overheating and everything. Mine is still very mm. quiet as well, like compared with everything else mm-hmm. I own. How do you mean your original was. Xbox One or your original Xbox Xbox? No, my Xbox One. Xbox One. Okay, oh right, okay. okay, yeah. All right, fair dues. Well, we'll yeah. see. Let's let's. So, yeah, we'll 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 come back to this in twenty years when the show is still going. And yeah, definitely. At still least going, one of yeah. us is dead statistically. I, I'll be um, doing twenty years time. It's like, yeah, which console's still working? Low, and then um, shall I ask? Shall I ask uh, yes. the robot to set a reminder? Yes, please do. Hey Google, remind me in twenty years to see if James's Xbox still works. Okay, on the 29th of July 2039 at 10.37pm. To get this reminder on an iPhone, you'll need to download the Google Assistant app. (laughs) Thank you. That's that done. That makes me so happy. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. They love it. See, that's what you get for saying thank you a lot. Exactly. And of course, within 20 years, the robots will have risen up and taken over, so I'll be all right. Yeah, and the last thing the robots say to you is like, Right, some sort of menacing thing about James's Xbox. I'll be uh, I'll be wheeled out of robot prison. Yeah, <laughs> because I'll have set this reminder. Like, Here's the Xbox, you bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have a go. Uh, um, Luke Summerhays uh, at hmm. Basquiat on Twitter. In which get or in what game? But I'm going to say, in which game do you confidently think you could be a World Cup finalist? Obviously, this is referring to the Fortnite World Cup. Oh right, okay. Last I wasn't weekend. sure if you meant like in what in what games universe would you be good enough at football? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, what games? I mean, none, obviously, because I'd have a go if I thought I, I was capable of it. Um, for me, um, it's uh, it's Sega Rally. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. I need to probably get back into practice. But when when I was at my best, I could be the ghost. Basically, you can get a ghost of AM2, who was a developer at the time, mm-hmm. and I, I could beat the ghost. Me and my friend Peter played it all the time, absolutely neck and neck all the time, playing it in the arcades on Bogner Seafront. And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's probably the only game ever that I've ever thought I've, I was alright at. So Sega Rally for sure. What if? This may not change the answer. What if you died, and the devil said you get to play? You get to play me at one game, and if you win, you come back to life, and if not, it's hell forever. I'm trying mm. to get the first star in Super Mario sixty four. <laughs> yeah, the one on top of the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what is yeah. it? Is it? Is it a race? Yeah, race yeah, against race, the devil. Yeah. To, yeah, okay, okay, cool. I still do Sega Rally. Still do Sega Rally, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, I think I'd probably... Oh, what would I do? Would I try and do a, a punches-only run on Cybernator on the SNES? I think that might be good. <laughs> Go old school. Yeah, yeah, why not? Or, yeah, or maybe like, you know, uh, wee, wee bowling. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, wee boxing. I was shit out of that. I broke the um, you know, the chart TV. where it showed you your skill level. I broke it. I went uh, like out of the, like off the top of the screen. Oh my word! Because my skill level was so good. I should, maybe I, yeah. So maybe I should just be an actual real life boxer. I'm sure that'll go really well. Definitely. I've told I've told yeah. the story about how we we sports turned me into a freak, didn't I? I don't know if you have, mate. It sounds well, good. Though. So this is you know we. So this is uh, many years ago. I was still living at mm. home, or maybe I come yeah. home from university. Who knows? Anyway, uh, and I was in my parents' house. They're obviously old 
and so the house is like 40 degrees at all times it doesn't matter what yep. time of year it is it's yep, yep, just yep. hot so i was just there playing wii sports in my room at the time in just my pants because yep. way too hot to wear clothes a bit mm-hmm. like right now actually and um, in my bedroom at the time i had like a four-length mirror which is sort of basically in line with where i was standing playing playing um playing wii sports a lot and i was mm. obsessed with trying to get 300 in bowling and i was playing bowling every single day every single day i mean i guess i was playing wii sports every day for all the sports but particularly mm-hmm. bowling i was you know every day just smashing frame you know frame but frame is it a frame in bowling yeah we'll call it a frame in bowling yeah why not just... yeah and um i looked to the mirror one day and i re- and i i noticed that my left i'm left-handed my le- left side of my body was uh, toned shall we say and the right <laughs> side was not and there was a, an absolute definite 100% difference well um, to the point where I went out I was like mum do, do you notice the difference in my body and so yeah definitely left side more toned right <laughs> side I mean it was yeah and so incredible I, 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 don't, I don't think I started bowling with my right hand but I just maybe calmed down on the wee bowling but yeah I just turned me into <laughs> I'll just stop and just get fat instead yeah, I'll get, I'll get fat on both out. sides yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I could on right-handed, but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to mix up too much. Yeah, so no, uh, weird. Oh, I miss Wii Sports, man. Wii Sports is great. Fucking man, if they did one on the Switch, I know Bring it wouldn't really, Switch. wouldn't really work because like people mainly use it as a handheld and stuff. But I'd fucking, I'd play on that Switch Sports. It'd be brilliant. It's you know, yeah. yeah I, just give me, just give me Switch Golf with online play. Uh, but then there's no good way of chatting with people, is there? I don't care. No, just give me like Wii Sports Collection, both of them. I would pay. Over di- I don't care how much they, you know, they were charged for that. And people will say, well, mm-hmm. well, they're going to charge 60 quid for another re release. I don't care. Wii Sports, get it on Switch. Yep. I will pay any sort of money for that. Yeah. Oh, Wii Fit, just use the Switch itself as the balance board. Yeah, <laughs> stand on, on that. the ground. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, be fine. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Um, Rich at Rich Spurs 24 my three year old calls Outer Worlds Marshmallows and Spaceship have your kids called any games anything different <laughs> um, I mean uh, Isaac can barely speak so no oh, I can't think of anything he's got the, he's got like the names of all his favourite shows nailed now but no he hasn't like he hasn't requested games at any point yet so oh no hang on Super uh, what's it called um, oh, Mario 3D World Rachel always used to call that the Cat Mario game. I mean, that's just because uh, there's Cat Mario in it. So it's yeah, got yeah. Cat Mario in it, and it's a game. Like, yeah. You're going to tell her she's wrong? I'm not. No. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, I mean, I, I was Sega kid. I, I originally thought the company was called uh, Nintendo. I mean, um, that's better. That yeah, is an improvement. I know, isn't it? I'm not- <laughs> it's like, Nintendo. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> that's also the name of this episode, in case... Oh, but I've got uh, so many already. Th- 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 thanks to, <laughs> thanks to James's like rat rat chat. <laughs> <laughs> like local cat just made me laugh. I don't know, but maybe <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, right, uh, last question now from Angry Kurt. If you were offered a chance to go to the moon with safety guarantees, would you go? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Go. Why would you? Yeah, I, yeah. I would go with no safety guaranteed. But- <laughs> Definitely, like I mean, like I, I've talked to Jill West like way more times than I probably should have done. I'm like, you know, with all like Elon Musk and you know going to Mars and stuff. I'm like, thing, oh, I would, I would, surely that's like the absolute pinnacle of anything anyone would want to do to to see I mean, space to see. I mean, he's only guaranteeing he's only guaranteeing safety, not comfort. Um, I think that's an important thing to point out. Um, it could probably still be a really harrowing experience in a lot of ways, but. Um, 
Yeah, no, you'd have to. You'd be an arsehole to say no. Yeah, you? I mean, like, what, what if I would that or stay on Earth just watching shit TV? Exactly. It's like, you might as well... Fuck what, Earth. What better things have you got to do? You might as well get out of there. Whether it's safety guarantee or not, get the hell out of there. I would love to. I mean, obviously, I know, like, Virgin Galactic, is that still a thing? And they were charging like 100 grand for the first sort of, you know, <laughs> flights. Yeah, I don't know. That's happening in the next couple of years. I need to get God, win the lottery. Wow. But I think I said I mean, to you, it would like, be very lottery, funny. Could I still do that? It's like, no, no, you're not even allowed to do that. <laughs> it would be very funny to be the guy who was offered to just go to the moon for free and just, mm, nah, I'm all right. I'm all yeah. Right. Cheers. I've, st- I've got st- I'm busy stuff to do, DVDs yeah. to watch. Do you know what I mean? Or, or maybe someone who went there and came back and said, it's all right. It's, it's, no, um, it's no one towers. Like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. There's not, there's not, not a lot nemesis, to do there. is it? I mean, you know. It's like, you know, if you go to like watch like, you know, sport, if you go to like a live sporting event, yeah, it's amazing being in the atmosphere, but you will see better like, you know, footage and better angles if you watch Match of the Day on TV. It's like, well, exactly. you, you went like to the moon, but honestly, just watch Interstellar. <laughs> watch, <laughs> watch them like, look at some amazing massive pictures on Google, like you'll get a better view of it. But yeah, imagine That's saying no to that. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, we should all try and do that. TCGS uh, Trip to the Moon. Patreon stretch goal. Imagine, oh, imagine the live stream. <laughs> imagine, okay. Fucking hell. Speaking of which, uh, let's mm. get on to the end bit. Uh, Friday, James, are you back on Twitch streaming Quantum Break? Yes, I'll be back. Are yeah. you going to finish it this week? Uh, I might. Do you know, I was even considering starting earlier so that I can get more of it done. <laughs> oh, I, don't know. I thought you were going to say, I was even considering starting it again. <laughs> um, no. Uh, what, is, that, is that confirmed? What are you going to do? Start early? Uh... 6pm? No, don't be stupid. Uh, maybe I could start at 8. Maybe I'll start at 8. Ooh, okay. Yeah, nice. A brand new time, nice. a brand new slot. Friday night, mm. this Friday from... Actually, no, this Friday from 8pm, James is playing Quantum Break, but I've forgotten something, because actually, today's Wednesday, tonight, is the first of... So, yeah, eight. so we've messed with the order, haven't we? We have. In a, in a it's way. It's all changed. Uh, yeah. This is a public service announcement. Basically, Play by the Bell is now moving to a new schedule, a new night of Wednesday nights. Because yeah, basically we're sick of mess, um, you know, messing Sean up every time we maybe couldn't record on a Monday. We had to record on Tuesday. Sean's streams being moved. If you had to do some other recording, we couldn't do it Monday. We do it Tuesday again. Sean's mm. streams being moved. So Wednesday night at nine, play by the bell. Uh, and this Friday, as I said, James is back for a quantum break from eight o'clock. So he's going to get the game finished. And on Sunday nights, I'm here with Bloodborne Sundays um, every Sunday from half past eight. Um, and Twitch Prime is a thing. If you've got Amazon Prime, you can link your Twitch Prime account with your Amazon Prime account and you have one free subscription a month. And with that, you can give it to us and we're really appreciated. We get we get a bit of money. The money goes on nice new cables and other stuff to upgrade our equipment. We really, really massively appreciate it. Everyone who's like, subscribed. Um, and if you have subscribed, it doesn't auto-renew. So um, if it's been over a month, feel free. Uh, you know, uh, please consider going back and subscribing again. We, we do massively appreciate that, um, that extra sort of um, income. And it's just great seeing people come back for the streams and whatnot. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, the money doesn't always go into show stuff. Sometimes it's just for, like, crisps. But, you know, still really, we still really appreciate it regardless. Yeah. If I appreciate the crisps more, if anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, to be honest. Star Calls is out uh, every Monday on this week's show. Dave has watched The Force Awakens. It's an excellent episode. 
So please go out and find Star Calls in any of the podcast services on the planet. It's also we're also it's on YouTube as well. Uh, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash TCGS. You can support the show, get uh, a bonus podcast if you back at the five dollar tier, some some other bits here and there. Uh, please think about supporting us if you like what we're doing. Uh, and yeah, that, that's Patreon. And everything else, go to the computer game show dot com for all the rest of our links and bits and bobs and there, you know, you know how it works. If you're a ten dollar subber and you are thinking, Oi, it's nearly the end of the month, where's my video? It is it's happening, promise. Um it's, <laughs> we're so yeah. we're, we're gonna do that tomorrow and then hopefully by the time well, if not by the time the show goes up, certainly by the end of the day. Um yeah, we like we we'll, we should have something for you. Yeah, well, we um, tried it last week, had some technical troubles and then yeah, but it was a bad yeah, it was a bad happening. time. It was a, really, a lot of things went wrong. Um, some of them completely avoidable, some of them not. Um, but uh, yeah, we, yeah, we should be good to go. Um, so yeah, it'd be like cutting it a bit fine, getting it out by the end of the month. But yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get there. Um, so yeah, and then God, yeah, and then we need to do a new bonus show. Like what the week after? We do, yeah. That'd be good. Uh, the Enjoy last one was a really <clears throat> massive argument about um, the game of the year stuff. So maybe it will go back to nice, relaxed. Story yeah, story fingers crossed. Say way too much about our personal lives. Yeah, can't wait. Um, right, that's us. Thanks very much for listening. Um, and this is what's this? Two hours, two hours seventeen ish. That's all right. That's good. That's that's middle. That's middle ground, isn't it? Yeah, that is that's ni- fine. Neither- Plenty of gaming opinions in this show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we yeah, not not too long nor too short. Just right. Perfect. Amount. Um, yeah. Um, right. Cool. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the streams or on the other shows or whatever. Um. Thanks for letting us be natural, basically. Really appreciate it. See you later. Bye-bye. Goodbye.